I've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Huh? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? We kicked its ass! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host, Matt Bledsoe. Uh, this week, we are talking about Constantine from 2005. To help me talk about it, I am joined by not one, but two wonderful guests. Uh, first up, I get to welcome back a regular this podcast and many others, uh, Carmelita Valdez-McCoy. Carmelita, how you doing? Hey, friend. I'm <laughs> pleased as punch to be back. <laughs> well, I am very pleased to have you back. It uh, Luckily, it's not been too long, so it's not like we have to... I think it's only been like a month or so, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, we don't have that much catching up to do. <laughs> it's always nice. So, um, But we are not alone because there's another big fan of Constantine who joined us. Uh, and I'm all happy to welcome back Chris Barreras to the show. Chris, how you doing? I'm good, man. I have returned. I'm back. <laughs> back, back from the grid Yay! in our Tron episode. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, so I'm glad to have you back on. I feel like... I'm so happy time... to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, no problem. I, I think since the last time you were here, I think you've made... A few other podcast appearances, I believe. Yeah, Shock yeah, and made, awe. Uh, yeah. I was on Shock and Awe. I was on the Action Addicts, Action for Everyone. I was oh, on yeah, a lot, that... actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ones. a whore. Yeah. I'm going to like all these shows. I'm just like, who will have me? I'll go on your show. It's good. <laughs> it's a good time. We know lots of people with podcasts, so it's very easy to do. <laughs> so, it is. You just kind of flit around, and you get to talk to different people and talk about different movies. And, and I mean, then, why wouldn't you? I don't have to edit anything. Yes. All I have to do is watch a movie and try and be funny. Like it's it's an easy gig. <laughs> it's an easy gig being a guest. Being a guest is the best. I always say it this. It's Carmelita is like yes, yes. <laughs> I know. Um, it's great. Uh, I mean, luckily for me, the editing has not, I feel like I've gotten faster with the editing. I know some people way more meticulous than I am. Uh, I am just literally taking the conversation and like doing a couple of filters and chopping off the beginning and the end and what, you know, and then just going. But uh, thank God, because I can't do any more than I do. <laughs> like, I can't, I, I know can't some edit. people that spend like a week editing and they're getting like every um and ah out. I'm like, that sounds overly edited. Yeah. Painful. Every I show can't... is different. You, You've got a this film feast is very <laughs> conversational. It's just some friends shooting the shit. So yeah. film feast listeners, you can know that pretty much everything we said, you're hearing. Basically, yeah. I cut out bathroom breaks. That's about all that gets cut out. <laughs> so I and yeah, no knock to anyone that does edit that much. I I uh, admire you. I just can't. I I would go insane because I'm not that much. <laughs> I'm not a detail oriented person, so I just can't. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, the space. I wouldn't have time you know, to edit everything like that. 
Yeah, I didn't even this the past week, the day we're recording this, I couldn't get an episode out on time because I didn't have time to edit it at all. And it didn't take that long. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. But um, but yes, this is exciting. Talk Constantine. But before we do that, like we always do talk about stuff we've seen lately. So, Carmelita, if you want to go first with one or two things you've seen lately. Sure. I got a couple. So I was late to the party on this first one. It just kind of passed me by from last year. And a friend said, I need you to watch it because I need you. I, I need you to talk me through this. <laughs> so I finally watched Triangle of Sadness. Oh, OK. <laughs> from 2022. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. <laughs> Dude, this movie is so good. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I had very low to no expectations. And there's been a lot of these social satire movies especially about how ridiculous wealthy people are which i'm almost all for it but <laughs> you know there's been like a glut recently and like i saw the menu and had thought like oh yeah it was fun but i wasn't that i wasn't as stoked on it as some other folks were so triangle of sadness i had no expectations and i think it's hilarious this movie is so funny really writing well it down done. actually Yes, the cast is amazing. It's on Hulu right now. Oh, I okay. I have Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> so you so you don't have to pay to rent it. I had such a good time with this movie. It's it was nominated really best picture, fun. right? It was a best picture nominee. I, I think. think. I think it I was. You know me and the Oscars. <laughs> I hardly pay attention. I I know you. You're all about them. No, I <laughs> I uh I think I heard about this and I was getting a little tired of the whole eat the rich uh narrative so i kind of was like i don't know if i need another one of those in my in my life but now that you've said this i'm like i'll put it back on the radar because it was kind of no, off it's the radar good. it's it's not too over the top like there's a couple of scenes that go pretty hard but it's and even the characters that are they're clearly making fun of these people there is something about them that's interesting or engaging uh, it's good I had a good oh. time. Okay. Um, well, Chris wrote I'm it down. I'm never going so on a cruise. <laughs> we're, not that we're both I interested. Really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I still not been on a cruise in my whole life. Not been on a cruise. Was supposed to go on one April of 2020. You can guess how that <laughs> that, that didn't work out. <laughs> that did not happen. No, we booked that thing like a year in advance. Me and a big group of friends were like, well, I'm going on a cruise for the first time. Didn't happen. Um, I would do one of those river cruises, like in Europe, where they do those cruises down a river because they make a lot of stops. Oh, yeah, that's good. They pick up fresh food. <laughs> like yeah. you disembark and you can like if something goes wrong, it would not be difficult to get yeah. to land. I would so never go on a cruise after speed two. <laughs> <laughs> never going to happen. Never going to happen. I, I don't like the idea really of being like trapped on a boat. You know what I mean? It's like mm. I don't like that. I can't just get up and go somewhere um, besides the all the boats. I mean, the cruises these days have freaking everything in the world but um because i was ours you know it was like casino water slides uh right. all these restaurants like but still something makes me a little antsy i think about just i know i'm stuck on this boat but um well, triangle okay. of sadness is just gonna reinforce and validate your feelings <laughs> okay. about that okay i'll have to okay it's back on the radar now it was off the radar yeah. it's back on the radar it's a uh, good one. <laughs> um, so i got one more which people are probably sick of hearing about but i my joy is fresh. Oh, I okay. just watched it over the weekend. 
I watched Cocaine Bear because it's on VOD. <laughs> and I just want to say to anyone who didn't see it in the theater and you saw it pop up on your streaming thing for rent and you're like, do I want to pay $20? I'm going to say invite a few friends over, split the $20 <laughs> rental fee and have a good time because that's what we did. Got some friends together, sat down and watched mm -hmm. Cocaine Bear. We split the rental fee and we heckled the TV and we laughed and it was great. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed Cocaine Bear. I mean, I knew it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yes. Um, Chris, did you see Cocaine Bear? I have not. I have not. I was going to. I've been swamped with work, so. I understand. I. <laughs> that's what me the it's past a couple good time. weeks. Yeah, I think Carmelita is right because I told Mike on the on the Quick and the Dead episode about Cocaine Bear, and I was like, I don't know how it's going to play by yourself at home. Like, I think it it played like gangbusters from the audience. Like the, the audience was eating it up. Like uh, an audience weirdly made up of a lot of children too, which was bizarre, but it was like, I'm not kidding. There was like half the audience kids. And I, I mean, like, I mean like under 10, like 10 and younger. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? It was really weird, but they loved cocaine bear. The kids loved it. The adults loved it. Like people were losing their minds. So I was like, how will this play at home? But yeah, I think you have the right idea. Get some friends together uh watch it it's a it's a good time i thought i mean it's exactly i think what you expect cocaine bear to be honestly <laughs> so yeah um, and if anything i was actually surprised at how endearing some of the characters were there was i mean a lot of good just like actors in the movie that people yeah. popped up that i didn't Great expect performances to pop up. the writing's real tight you know it's like what so it's like barely 90 it's I, it might yeah. be like under 90 minutes it's it's like it knows what it is it knows what it's doing it knows it's what like, it is and don't overstay your welcome yeah it's I'm gonna watch it eventually i'm gonna watch it eventually yeah whenever it pops up like i think maybe free streaming somewhere i'm sure it'll be on there sooner than later then i would say check it out so uh it's a good time it's a good time um anything else carmelita or just those two yeah, okay about it. <laughs> uh chris what have you seen lately um if you are on my Twitter. Oh, you've seen that I've been on a binge of all the Batman movies. And and when I mean all, I mean all the cartoons as well, all all the live action. Slowly making my way through. I'm trying to watch every Batman movie. Um, mm. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of Batman movies. Some really good, <laughs> some fucking bad. Really bad. Oh, I'm going to hear some um, of the bad ones. I don't know if you want to talk about those, but I'm kind of curious. There's... Yeah. So there is one of the cartoon ones with Harley Quinn, and it's just it's just bad. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet, but it's, I've seen the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the tone is off. All the humor's off. It's like overly sexual for some reason, which I don't care about. But it's set in the same world as the animated series. So it just oh. feels Weird. off. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, because there was another one. Um, a Suicide Squad one that I watched, right? That had sexual stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't care because right. it fit in that world. But having this one have that was just, I was just, or, and then the only thing that I've watched that is new is Puss in Boots or The Last Wish from last year. Mm -hmm. And um, holy shit, that is fantastic. <laughs> just what I keep hearing. It sounds amazing. Yeah. It is. <laughs> heartfelt hysterical like in the first oh, 20 minutes i was in tears just from laughing 
And then at oh, the wow. end of the movie, I'm in tears because I'm just so happy. I'm like, this is a beautiful movie. <laughs> um, has a great villain. Like the animation, it's it's like that uh um the end of the Spider-Verse style. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where mm-hmm. it, but it it almost looks like it's an oil painting as well, you know, like in some shots. It mm. is beautifully animated. All the voice cast is great, and there's a lot of surprises in the voice cast that I didn't know about um that are really really good um and it's it's at points a more serious than i thought it would be it deals with the idea of death and morality and anxiety and ptsd and the fear of loss all like in a kids movie mm-hmm. i was I was oh, thoroughly impressed. I was oh, thoroughly impressed with it. And I mean, it is Antonio Banderas, Puss in Boots. Like <laughs> he, he, he is just on another level the entire movie, but it's all the rest of the cast as well. Like the other cat is Salma Hayek. And it's like, oh, she's, she's just, Regan. Okay. <laughs> she's just a gem in it the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one of the side characters is Florence Pook and she's hysterical. <laughs> like wow. I didn't know I didn't know Salma Hayek or Florence Pugh were in the movie, so this is good. Yes, <laughs> it's on it's on Peacock. I highly okay. recommend it. Out of I watch a lot of cartoons. I'm a big kid, honestly. <laughs> and it's probably one of like on my top five of the last few years. It is utterly fantastic. I I know film Twitter just got like hardcore with it you know like at the end of the year last year where it's like everyone talk about puss in boots i don't follow any of that stuff and i was like this is excellent excellent so yes highly recommend that one for sure nice yeah i've heard nothing but good things and I, yeah it's on peacock so i really have no excuse now uh, did you see the first one because i keep wondering if i need to watch the first one or I could just jump into the sequel i have so i have seen it it's been years mm-hmm. no you don't this okay <laughs> this is standalone there are some throwbacks to the Shrek movies, which are actually okay. The, um, it's the Leo meme where you're like, oh, 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 you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but um, it's its own self-contained story. Okay, that's good. That's good to know because I have not seen the first Puss in Boots. So, uh, but the villain yeah. is terrifying for a kids movie, by the way. <laughs> I've heard about that too. Yeah, people were. I mean, it was like the film Twitter darling for a little bit. People were like, you got to go see this um it, yeah it was annoying until i saw the movie i was like i get it i get it you're like you know what that's how right. that goes yeah where i was like yeah. you know what you know what? i can't argue that it is excellent <laughs> okay great i mean another i mean i, I gotta see this now because everyone keeps talking about it so um uh anything else or just just that or just okay. that just just all my batman movies um <laughs> my wife is about ready to strangle me <laughs> Because I no made her sit Batman. through, yeah. <laughs> through um, all of the Schumacher films in 4K, and she was just like staring at me slowly with side eye. <laughs> the daggers. Yeah, oh. it it was touch and go for a little bit. Where she's like, <laughs> "I regret marrying this man." So, oh, you should turn to her and be like, "Look how good these look in 4K, though. Look how good they, they look. do look great in 4K." <laughs> But yeah, I mean, in that moment, she might not have wanted to hear that, though. 
No, no, that is he. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's a joke. Old, <laughs> Clooney, right? And Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, and all of his puns. Oh God, those puns. Uh, was, they... <laughs> the Ice Age. Uh, it's not even a pun, really. Just saying things. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's not even puns. He's just saying different ice. Um, a movie. I I think I told the story once that I went to go see it in a theater at like when I was ten when it came out. And then had to go out to go to the bathroom and came back and like looked up at the little marquee for it and was like, ah, like took like a breath where I was like, I don't want to go back into this movie. It was like, I couldn't believe I was like, I don't want to see this Batman movie. But I remember. So it w- it came out in 97. So I mm-hmm. was going on 16 because I'm old. And I remember going, I think this is the first time where I'm like, I don't like this movie. This movie sucks. <laughs> like, oh, this is a bad movie, right? Like, I'm not alone in this. Like, this is a bad movie, right? And like the whole theater going like, <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. Oh, I think there's, there are things to appreciate about it now. <laughs> They're mostly from the, how it looks, you know, things like that. How some of the Very diplomatic of you. Yes. I... <laughs> it's Batman I 66, be. but not as clever. Yeah, yeah. Or fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like Arnold in it, to be totally honest, just because he, he got paid like, what was it like over 30 million to just do ice puns? A lot of money. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he's Arnold like, Schwarzenegger. He's, he's like, everybody chill. It's ice to see you. Ah. <laughs> like, come on, dude. That's that's great. I love it. You know, I love he's it. making good money when I think he's the villain. His name, I think, is above the title, which yep. happened with Nicholson <laughs> on the first Batman. But like, you know, that's they got paid a lot of money when they're the bad guy mm-hmm. and their names above the title. It's like, oh, he got paid for this one. Um, but yeah, well, I'm glad uh, your wife didn't leave you. So that was she's like stuck it out through the Schumacher Batman. <laughs> There's a lot of good animated Batmans, though. I will say, I mean, I'm sorry you had to watch that Harley Quinn one, but I feel like that's that's rare to come across a bad overall, Batman. overall, yeah. like of the cartoon ones that I've watched. There's only been one or two that i didn't enjoy like all the rest are at at least oh like three stars yeah at least yeah. three stars all so that's good yeah that's a good average yeah yeah dc animated does good work and it might come up again later because they did a lot with uh constantine that was pretty right. important uh i'm sure we'll get into it but uh okay so i only have two pretty quick um i finally i say finally like it's been that long i got a, i saw creed three it's been out like two weeks or a week i don't remember i haven't uh, seen it yet i'm so jealous oh uh, so <laughs> I was talking to my friend Ken earlier, who's been on the show, Ken Walker. Um, he loves the Rocky series. He loves the Creed movies, loves the Rocky movies like so much. And he saw before me, was raving about it. I mean, everyone loves it. And I feel bad because I was saying all the stuff that was, I, I really liked it. But if I was saying all these negative things, <laughs> and I was like, I gave it three and a half stars. I don't mean to see all these negative things. Um, I really liked it. But something was going on with this movie where I was watching it. And I was like, uh, it was weird because it's a it's still part of the Rocky series, and those movies are a little formulaic, we could say, <laughs> and like you kind of know the beats. Creed three, for some reason, seemed to me extra formulaic. Like I knew every single beat that was going to happen, even, oh. and they were playing things like they were big surprises. And I'm like, but is it? <laughs> you know, it's like I thought that was also the the bad part of this too is trailers spoil so much too, which doesn't help. But I mean now. For me, I'm in the in the theater. People, this is a packed house. Two weeks after it came out on a Sunday afternoon, people were losing their minds. A woman kept wooing at the end for the fight. There, there was clapping. She was like, "Woo!" I thought it was in the movie. I thought it was in the movie. Someone was wooing, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" This in the my theater sound is incredible. This yeah, I was like, "It's so sound. real." 
It's so real. Uh, no, no, it was in the theater. A woman wooed. There was a lot of clapping. People would audibly gasp at some of the turns that I was like, but but then I'm, I'm like, okay, again, people aren't into the movies as you are. Calm down. <laughs> like, but so it's it's very good. Michael B. Jordan directs it. I think it's his first time directing anything. Yeah, um, And he does a really good job. It looks great. He does a great job with the fights because, again, we've seen so many boxing matches in the Rocky and Creed series. What else can you do? Um, he pulls out some new stuff. And I know he talked about being influenced by anime, which is I, very apparent. <laughs> yeah, like... I've seen some clips of the fights and I'm like, this is anime as fuck. Like, <laughs> yes, as yes. fuck. Even if no one had told me he was influenced by anime, I'd be like, that happened in Dragon Ball Z, didn't it? Like, there's like stuff that that is... But he makes it work. It's cool. It's very stylistic. There's a there's a really interesting thing I won't spoil he does in the final fight that I've never seen done in any of the Rocky or Creed movies, which I was like, oh, that's good. That's really different because you need something really different for the, I don't know, ninth movie in this franchise. I don't know where nine, we're at now. Yeah, right? nine. So, nine. yeah, he does some cool stuff. I just think, I don't know, some things move a little too fast for me. Like they kind of, I think Ken was talking about how he thinks the jump like from the second to third act is very quick. It's like, oh, we're already here. Like there's just some, it's, 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 it's nitpicking. It's a, it's a really good movie. Don't get me wrong. But um, a lot of people came out saying like, oh, it's my favorite of the Creed movies and all this stuff. And I'm like, it might be my least favorite of the three Creed movies. And that's not, I really love Creed one and two. So it's kind of like not as much a knock on Creed three. It's just where I'm at. But um, again, I'm saying these negative things. It's still really good. <laughs> like very entertaining. Um I had a really good time watching it. The crowd was super into it. Um, it's fun. I just, I felt like one of those things where you go in and everyone else seems they're loving it. And you're like, well, I really liked it. And you kind of feel a little bit like, you know, not uh, not bad, but you know what I mean? It's like, but like it's, am I missing something? Yeah, am I missing something? Like, yeah. look at that next level of like people losing their minds over. Like, what am I missing? Maybe the fights, you know, people are losing their minds over the fights. And the fights are very good. So I give them that. But, and oh, Jonathan Majors, great. Keeps stealing the show. Everything he shows up in. It's like, Michael B. Jordan, good. He but... can't get any more Jack, though, dude. Like, he's <laughs> terrifying. He looks like he, could I mean, he punch can't a move hole through a boulder. Like, he looks like he's. And it's funny because in this movie, they keep talking about how, well, actually, both them, Creed and Jonathan Major's character, are like old fighters and they're like in their mid 30s. And I'm like, that's a personal attack. Like, it's like, <laughs> like these old, you know, like these old men and they're like th mid to late 30s. And I'm like, look at Jonathan Majors. He could like kill anybody. Like this is crazy. So, um, I mean, you know, what is, what is the average age that people retire from boxing? It probably, it probably is around that time. I don't yeah, really know, I would but, think. but it, it's just so funny. Cause you look at them and they're in amazing shape, which I guess not right. being in amazing shape is not the whole thing. Cause they talk about Donis Creed being really beat up. Like he's had broken uh, bones in his hands. He's had multiple concussions. He's had like, all these medical things. So you're like, they just take so much abuse that it's like, you can be in great shape, but like your body's just going to just like give out at some yeah, point for the most part. It. But yeah, but um, it's good. It, it's still a really good movie. So I don't know what it's like. I, know, I feel like I sound negative. I don't mean to be. It's really good. Um, The other thing I watched just randomly, like on a Saturday morning, because I was like, I don't know, I'm going to HBO Max, uh, watched a Joe Dante movie I've never seen before. And I love Joe Dante. So I was like, I got to correct this uh, called Inner Space. From 1987. Have I, see... I seen that? Yes. <laughs> thumbs up, yes. From Chris. This sounds very familiar. Rules, man. <laughs> it was it was great. I I loved Inner Space. It was so much fun. It's so like wacky and zany in like a very Joe Dante way. Um, it's super creative. 
um, which I always expect from Joe Dante. It's got a great bench of actors like, I mean, just the three leads, Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Meg Ryan. That's great. I'm guessing I pretty this has to be where Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan met, I believe. And then they got married a few years later. And um, uh, Martin Short's great. I feel like they use him perfectly because Martin Short's always kind of like Martin Short. You know what I mean? Small (laughs) doses, small doses for Martin Short. He's perfect. (laughs) I do like Martin Short, but he yeah, he's like. He, yeah, he kind of does one thing, which we all love him for, for being Martin Short, but they use him well in this. Um, and yeah, it's just the way that they shoot. So yeah, like if anyone doesn't know, Dennis Quaid is this test pilot for this experiment where he gets miniaturized and he's going to be, I believe, shot into like a rabbit at first. Like that's like the, and then but these people break in to the lab and steal uh, steal. He's in a, he's in a needle. He's miniaturized in a needle. And then they, a guy steals it uh one of the scientists i think happens to get it back i'm kind of confusing i gets it back puts it in martin short so now dennis quaid's in his little ship <laughs> flying around uh, martin, Short. martin short's body yeah um it's great I, there was some ride at disney years ago i think in epcot that i loved where it was like you go down it was like body. that right yeah yeah it was like that you go like fight a disease or something or um but all that stuff's really cool there's a good mix of like practical and optical effects um it's 87 there's really no cgi so it's like figure this out so um mm-hmm. it's it's pretty great dennis quaid is is pretty fantastic as the leading man um again martin short used perfectly meg ryan uh as cute as ever i guess like they're, they're both falling in love with her which completely makes sense um yeah it's a it's a ton of fun i really really loved it um which i was kind of expecting so i don't know what to be someone to watch it <laughs> so i had a blast with it it's a good time Nice. Probably it sounds not very it. familiar, yeah. but if I have seen it, it would have been like on TV in the 80s. <laughs> so I have I, no idea. I feel like it played on TV a lot. I still didn't watch it um, back in the day, but it is on HBO Max. If you want to check it out, it's there now. So um, it was a good time. It was a good time. So I think I don't have many Joe Dante movies left after that one. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. I'm glad I finally watched it. Um and that was really all I had for new stuff because I've been I've been busy too with work and all kinds of stuff. So um, we can just talk about Constantine, which I should mention I forgot already was like fan voted. I guess I could say <laughs> were voted. A, people on Twitter voted for this one out of a, a poll of I'm not going to remember this in Book of Eli and two other movies I don't remember right now. <laughs> um, I don't remember the one... other two. I'll... Hmm? <laughs> I don't remember the other two. I was just no. like, yeah. But it's I, Constantine or bust. Yes, I because I, I, much like yourself, a listener, I follow the show on Twitter, and I voted, and I voted for Constantine, and I don't, yeah, I don't even remember what else was on the poll. It didn't matter. I, I try to make it more fair than I did a poll like around October last year, where I kind of, looking back, I really messed up because I put like a very popular, uh, horror movie. I put New Nightmare in there against like three other movies that i nowhere near as popular as new nightmare and uh, i was like i won't do that again so i'll put constantly get some e- some equal competition um and it was more even at first and i feel like constantly started just running away with it um so yeah people vote on this we're finally doing it uh, my spells both, were working <laughs> <laughs> both of you voted on it now you're here so this yeah this all worked <laughs> out um uh, i i was excited about it that was that was probably the one of the four i was happy to talk about any, any of them but i think this was the one i was most excited to talk about um Mostly because I had watched it a bunch back in the day and then hadn't seen it in a while, but had been wanting to rewatch it. And I was like, well, perfect excuse. So uh, that worked out. 
And I feel like everyone's got Keanu fever right now. We're, we're I always have Keanu fever. <laughs> yeah, if there's a cure for Keanu fever, I don't want it. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, it's true. I, I feel like it hasn't gone away from me either for a long time. But I feel like, especially right now, John Wick 4, yeah. when we're recording this, is about to come out this next weekend. So, oh, yes, Chris, crazy. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. That was the only thing I could mention I've seen lately is I just rewatched all the John Wick movies, but um, that'll be probably another episode that'll come up soon. So if uh, and yeah, so I feel like it's just it's Keanu's time right now, but uh, I'm so happy for it. But Constantine comes out in five and I feel like it does well, but unfortunately, it costs a lot of money to make it. So it looks like it even even now it looks expensive. Mm hmm. Hundred million dollars, two thousand five. I don't know the math on the inflation, but a lot. And it's like that's a that's a lot. Okay, Chris is gonna do that for us. Thank you, Chris. Uh, that is <laughs> that is a lot for a superhero property that's not like a major, you know, that's not Superman or Batman or Spider Man. Yes. This is like a character that I think a lot of people, especially at that time, did not know as well. Um compared to you know bigger superheroes they, so they took but keanu's sure. coming off i was saying like this wow he's coming off of uh the matrix trilogy yeah which, even though the sequels you know people were a little disappointed in those i will say but i felt like keanu was still in good standing he was still very popular so he was like coming right off those to do constantine so he kind of could get that going um and and yeah and then we get constantine which I don't know. I'm curious. I, I, I was trying to remember so hard. I could not remember today if I saw this in a theater or caught up with it on DVD when it came out to rent. I could not remember for the life of me. So I'm just going to say that I caught up to it when it came out on DVD. Um, Carmen, did you see this in a theater? I did. Yeah. Oh, OK. It had it had all the things, <laughs> all the things that appealed to me. It has spooky Catholicism. It has the occult. It has. <laughs> it's just, it's all of it. It's all of it. It's all of the things I love. It's Keanu. And, and like you said, we had just come off this run of. It won't calculate it. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You know, and that's I what I was working on this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw all of the Matrix films in the theater. Like, I, so I was writing high. I was on that Keanu high and, and this film, I was just really excited for it. And so I did go see it and, you know, I, I enjoyed it right out the gate and it wasn't until after I saw it that I started to hear the murmurings of people who were unhappy with it as, as an adaptation of the comics, it not being faithful to the comics or, you know, they had took issue with the way it was adapted. And so I'm just going to say this right out front, because I feel like this <laughs> needs to be said. This I think this movie is best enjoyed if you don't think of it in any connection to the comics. If you just like completely separate <laughs> the two. Mm -hmm. it This movie is awesome. <laughs> I, I i do agree with you it's awesome i and now okay you're here for the catholic stuff uh i i expert on that i would say you're more than that but i'm saying i think you know catholic stuff chris i don't put you on the spot but i know you're a dc fan i don't know how big specifically a constantine fan you are like how you how much you know about the character yeah <laughs> i i know a little so i went into the movie i saw it in the theater as well 
opening weekend. I was going, oh, because of the character and Keanu. Um, I knew that they had made some changes, you know, that uh, the character in the comics is British and blonde haired. And I was like, well, that's not Keanu, but <laughs> it's Keanu. I don't care. You know, like I'm going to go. And I think outside of the accent and the hair that he got everything else right. He sounds how he should. He's pissed off at everything. <laughs> he chain smokes. Poor Keanu's lungs, lungs in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if it helped with his voice because he's kind of talking like this the entire time. But it's like, it, yeah, it's because his throat is dry and on fire <laughs> because he's chain smoking in this movie. Um, I love the movie also. I think it's, it's so fucking good. And it's not only him, it's the whole cast is great, too. And the look of the movie. And I got the answer, by the way. Oh, finally. Okay. Um, <laughs> if it was made, oh, oh, today, it's at $160 million. Wow. So it's, yeah. That's it still... was an expensive movie back then. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. They really went all out. Um, yeah. So I think, actually, you're kind of in the same place I am about the constant character, because I don't know too much i i was more of marvel kid than dc although i liked both and i knew i would know more deeper marvel characters than like going deeper down the dc well you know but like yeah so i knew people were kind of mad about the whole constant thing in 04 probably four came out they're like he's not blonde he's not british but like there wasn't twitter then so it was like a little quiet <laughs> like you had to go on like ain't it cool news.com or like forums <laughs> or like i know i know i shudder at the thought um but uh Flashbacks. Ah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> places, something else. Um, but when I was like, how old were you? Like 16, I was like, oh, they talk about movies. Uh, and now looking back, I'm like, oh, the place was terrible. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, people on forums like that. I feel like it wasn't as loud, but I had heard a little bit of it. But yeah, watching today, I'm with you. Like from what, everything I do know about the character, it seems like Keanu gets everything else right. So I know a little more now ever mm -hmm. since he had his own show. You know, the character had his own show. He was on the Arrowverse for years at that point rather than all the animated movies so i know a little more and i'm still like he's fine outside of the accent and the hair color <laughs> it's constantine i don't know what you guys want like <laughs> i read hellblazer uh the jamie delano run so like the early like those first four collections oh, wow. oh yeah oh yeah that's early that's the early stuff so i've read that and so i i get where people are coming from just in that culturally it's like, it's not just the way he's like within the comic. There's a lot of that, like the culture of the United Kingdom, the political stuff that was going on in the eighties when it was set. Yeah. So, you know, it's completely different in that regard. Yeah. So there's, you know, there is some cultural stuff that's just going to be different, but if for me, I think of them as completely separate. And it's awesome. the The spirit of the character is mm -hmm. very much the same. He just, in this iteration, is an American in Los Angeles. You know, it works. Yeah. Well, that I did not know. Sorry, I made a cut out of the conversation. I didn't know you'd no. read those comics, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just knew Chris was a DC guy. So I was like, "Well, it's he's, been he's... it's been a while. I'm not I mean, an expert." <laughs> Smallville hoodie on right here. Oh, you can't yeah. see it in the light, but. <laughs> Because I have seen the guy that plays Constantine now. I guess it's kind of cool that it's been the same guy. He was on the live action TV show. He's popped up in other 
live action movies. I think he does mm-hmm. the voice in the animated movies. Yep. They've been very consistent with, I think his name is John Ryan. I may be wrong. Uh, I forget. <laughs> but oh, he's Matt keeps... Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay. Hey, Actually, Matt Ryan. Matt. Come Matt. on. How do I forget Matt? Uh, but he, he, uh, he does a good job from what I've seen. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I, that does not bother me like hardly ever with like, oh, the comic book character was a comic accurate. I'm like, eh, I mean, you know, what, what are you going to do? It's like, it's not, it really irks some people. And I just, I, it doesn't bother me that much. And I know we're going to have different. That happens of- anytime any comic movie is announced. Right. Oh, if, <laughs> and like, come on, Matt. <laughs> oh, we're active on Twitter. Do we see it every single day? Like when they announce this adaptation, it's oh no, oh that character's hair is parted the wrong way. It's wrong. I'm gonna go on a on a 20 tweet rant about why you know, like this is wrong, and it's just like oh fuck. I I, <laughs> I do think it's funny that oh man, we're making hot water, but I just feel like there's so many comic book fans that are that are so dead set on like it has to look like the person, and they don't think about anything else. Like I've seen them pull people up for like. Uh, this person should be this character and they just look like them but it's like well who is that person where'd you find this actor it's like this person just looks like this character it's like can they act or do they it's like do they who are they like they embody the character to just get a good actor people are real passionate people are very passionate about it i'm a comic nerd myself and sometimes i'm just like guys just relax until the movie comes out relax (laughs) yeah this is i'm guilty of it myself though like and with the Titan show, I was like, oh, man, this looks terrible. Right. And then you see it and you're like, damn, this isn't bad. This is actually pretty good. <laughs> so, it's- yeah, I mean, this has been happening for a long time. I'm, the Michael Keaton getting Batman thing. People were like, Mr. Mom is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that because because, like I said, I'm old. <laughs> and they just. I, yeah. So but I think yeah, I think Keanu's really good in this. I uh I love it. I mean, he's kind of being, he's a dick for like a good portion of the movie. (laughs) And like, I love it. it. He's such an asshole. Likeable, but it's like, it's good you have someone like Keanu because you gotta like, this is your main hero. This is, you know, it's like, you don't always be a likable protagonist, but he is like the hero of the story. (laughs) So he, he's, he's a dick for most of the movie. I mean, especially when talking to Rachel Vice and Tiffany, she's like, point me the direction of, who can help me just points the door like just like a dick like you know it's like it's just but uh somehow keanu makes it work because he's keanu and uh i don't know he just i i, I do really like him on this i i don't i don't know if you guys heard constantine 2 was supposed to be happening soon which was the other I, thing that made me think of this yeah episode idea yeah. but now i hear it might be on hold again what like it I, was yeah yeah I, so the, so the last thing that i read was actually a few days after like I watched it was that oh, because of all this new stuff, you know, that they got going on, you know, at Warner brothers that it's, it's on hold. And I'm like, I've waited long enough people. <laughs> Damn. I know I'm it was waiting. like, it was finally going to happen. And then the DC, they changed management basically. <laughs> and then it's like, right. I, I worry now that they're not going to do it because they're probably going to think if they told Harry Campbell, Cavill, he was too old to play Superman. They might tell uh, Keanu Don't get me like started on that. It, I know that was yeah fifty something to play Constantine. I, I feel like James Gunn wants to be comic book accurate, so I feel like he's going to try to. But he did say that like all the other movies that are not set in the universe are still going to happen. It'll just be what's called um... oh Elseworld or yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So it's like it 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 could still work as Keanu, even though he's he's a lot older. Make it happen. 
yeah, let's not wait any longer. It's been long enough, like 17 years, like 18 years now. Like, come on, let's let's, let's Jesus, do it. Is it that long? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. I graduated oh, in five. That out. hurts me. This came out. It's 2023, I... Carmelito. Yeah. And this came out in February 2005. So it has been like 18 years. That <sighs> hurts me. That really, that cuts deep. It's like, oh, now I was already out of high high school when this first came out. So that's what makes me feel fucking old. I feel cool to sit here in silence for a minute and just take in. Yeah, moment of silence for for 2005 and the years that have become between. Yeah, I mean, I'm not drinking beer tonight, but I might after that comment. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So, uh. I will tell you one thing. Speaking of the cast, I yeah. completely forgot Shia LaBeouf is in this movie until I watched it again today. How could you forget the boof? The boof is in this. Well, he disappears for like an hour of the movie. That's probably what that he does. <laughs> he's he's literally playing the exact same character oh, that he did in that Will Smith movie, I Robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the the funny sidekick. Yeah, exact same character. Like, it works. Exact same character. Kind of it annoying. A little bit of a tryhard yeah and also charming yes. you know yes it works for him yeah i just yeah. he was such a baby in this i was like this is like two years after that show even steven cd on disney channel ended and i was like he still looks like a baby in this and <laughs> uh i i forgot i really forgot like i truly i think I, I don't think i'd seen this in like 10 years honestly but i feel like i watched it a bunch like on cable like hbo whenever whatever channel was on after it hit and uh like I just complied. I was like, "Oh yeah, Shia LaBeouf's this." And like, future generations are gonna look at Shia LaBeouf's filmography and just marvel at like <laughs> who he's worked with. Did this and that, and he did that. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to look yeah, back on the, it. Because then I kept thinking, like, man, he this is so different than what he started doing, like what he went on to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I kind of miss this, like young funny Shia LaBeouf and then he got all serious and he might be canceled now. I don't remember what's going on with that. I think I'm he got in some sure. tr- trouble for being a bad boyfriend. I believe might be, a, you know, uh, some bad stuff went down. I think um, he is and, funny it, in this though. Like really funny in this. He works in this part. It's a good part for him. And the, the, the playing off of Keanu Reeves, Constantine, mm-hmm. like the kind of the yin yang of their energy, him mm-hmm. being like really kind of like puppy dog, <laughs> following him around, and Constantine letting him tag along, but be you know having his dry delivery. It's it's good. It is. Mm-hmm. He we need some levity in the movie because it's it's pretty. I forgot how like dark and heavy it gets, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there is that. He is it is a good bounce off. Keanu playing like very kind of stoic, quiet kind of thing. And then he's like, you know, all eager, like, show me some stuff. Come on, Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it does work. I mean, you really I, sometimes comic relief sidekicks are like, Ugh, but I feel like the movie needs him for when he pops up. Uh, and then I, oh, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> before I said spoilers for Constantine. Uh, and then I forgot well, I, I, that he dies at the end. And then they've killed all of Constantine's friends, I realized. I was like, wow, they didn't want to set up for a sequel at all because they just killed everybody. Well, like, this is kind of true to the comic. Oh, this is okay. One of the things about John Constantine is that, you know, 
his friends, people that he gets to care about or that he associates with get put in dangerous situations and he's not yeah. always able to save them. It's like this whole thing. So, and also his death comes out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember at the time in the theater going like, Oh shit. And then I haven't seen it in a few years, I think too. So I was kind of like, he's supposed to die right here. Right. And I was like, Oh no. And also bam, just gets thrown into the ceiling like over and over. And I was like, that was graphic. He got <laughs> fucking killed quick yeah <laughs> yeah i remember thinking i was so very stupid when i first saw it i was like he could, he's probably fine right why is he dying i was like, <laughs> I was like what was i fine. thinking he was smashed like a tile floor for the ceiling <laughs> like i do remember thinking like internal hey, bleeding like his yes. lungs are collapsed <laughs> not fine <laughs> oh i kind of forgot also this was rated r until i rewatched it for some reason i thought it was p13 and I was like, oh, oh no yeah. this is a hard r that, yeah, yeah. that's what i want i want give me some r-rated superhero movies comic book movies i, yeah. I need that in my life <laughs> we don't get nearly enough of them <laughs> nowadays i mean this, I, we can get into this now because i can think of this the whole time i was watching i was like this is so like especially in today's superhero climate this feels so weird and like out there compared to like where we're at now it's coming out now would sure. be like what is going on? You know, like an R-rated, very dark um, superhero movie that deals with all these mature themes and like all this like heavy stuff about life and death and salvation and like um, just I was like, this is just so yeah. different. <laughs> I I really enjoy that about it. Uh, Chris is seeing smiling over there. What are you say? <laughs> no, it's a shocker. Oh, that Warner Brothers in 05 was like, here's $100 million to make this movie and make it R-rated, have Keanu in it, not go like, well, you know, it's a huge investment. Let's do it, you know, like at a lower rating or something like that. You know, one of those things they're like, no, yeah. go. They went for it. Yeah. I kind of miss that Warner Brothers dude that took swings. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. uh, even a competent Warner Brothers would be great. Now it's like, because like, they are, they are just messing up left and right. Yeah. Um, it is I almost guess. the end of March and I do not have a trailer of Dune 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's coming out this year, right? That's the plan. Oh, November. Yeah. November. I don't even have a trailer yet. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. And that's well, like a big event yeah. movie. And they waited a long time to drop the Flash trailer, too. I felt like I kept going like, oh, is that coming out in June? Because I don't think a trailer came out till the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. 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 Mean, Warner Brothers is a, is a mess right now, yeah. I think. But, but yeah, it is. I mean, that's even 05. This is crazy. Like, like me and Michael talking about Quick the Dead, we're like one of those things. But this is weird at the time it came out. We say like, oh, we don't get to think this anymore. It's like it's weird now. It's weird then. Like this feels like it was kind of weird then to get this i mean more common because they were taking all kinds of different shots of superhero things there was no every blueprint every comic dude was getting an adaptation because there was oh, the jonah hex movie in what 2010 oh god was that yeah. 11 <laughs> yeah so eight, like, maybe everybody was getting a comic but you never movie. know what you never know what's gonna stick you know Right. I think the thing was, I'm thinking of like there was no blueprint in the mid 2000s. Yeah, Everyone was kind exactly. of just shooting 
they were throwing stuff at the wall and being like, maybe this will work. Like the Fantastic Four movies were like kind of this like family oriented thing that were kind of goofy. Let's throw those out there. Let's do this really dark Constantine movie. Um, what else? Um, let's try Jonah Hex. Like you said, like, like uh, no one really said they had a plan. It was just like, well, we have the property. Let's do something with it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just I am still shocked that they spent $100 million in this very dark R rated even so with Keanu, who just came off the biggest R-rated movies of all time, I think, with the Matrix sequels. Um, so yeah. I'm on his IMDb, and he didn't do a lot of stuff after oh, the Matrix trilogy. He did the um, oh that Nancy Myers movie in 03, and then he was in, um, in two indies, and then he was in this in 2005. So he right. kind of like chilled out for a little bit. I can't blame it. So, that was a long shoot for those Matrix sequels. And they shot for like a year or two months? on them. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, I think you're right. Like a year and yeah. a half. It was the training and the, you know, it's just, yeah. Absolutely. So he probably wanted a break for a while, like, or do smaller stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I read something like he kind of helped really get this going because there was another version. Oh, my God. Who was going to be in it and direct it? Nick Cage was going to be in it. We almost had Nick Cage Constantine, <laughs> which, listen, I'd also love to see. Um, I cannot remember who was supposed to direct it. Someone else was directed. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Nick Cage, okay? Uh-huh. He's the wrong person for this, especially after I just watched oh, The Death and Return of Superman Lives. Oh, he was going to be Superman for Tim oh, Burton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you all seen that? Woo! I, I... <laughs> wow i love nick cage he needs to stay away from comic book movies because some of his ideas little wonky little wonky <laughs> just throwing that out there good lord oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i mean it's i think with nick's nick cage though it's like even if he might not be right for a part i'm still kind of like that might be interesting it might be bad but it might be interesting <laughs> like but i he think is, he right. is entertaining as all hell see. Yeah, it would be something to see. Yeah, I, I think Keanu brings a good, like, quiet stoicism to Constantine because, from I mean, I, what I know of the character, it's like he's kind this kind of him, you know. Nick, I don't know what Nick Cage would have done. Nick Cage could do a lot of things, so maybe he would have, like, you know, kind of pared it down. But if you're gonna get Nick Cage, why do you want him to rein it in? You know what I mean? It's like, why, yeah, you why want bother? him to be cage, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bring the bring the full cage, um. I don't know. It would have been it would have been interesting. But uh yeah, he kind of gets this rolling, I think. And then Francis Lawrence, I want to ask with this because I he has a weird career now too, because he did the Hunger Games movies. Right. Uh he did I think this was his first feature. And then a couple other random things. But uh I will for this I was thinking like he has a good eye, I think. Like he came from music videos. So I feel like those guys always, if if nothing else, they have a real sense of style. There's a visual style there because that's kind of that's their whole gig up to this point. It's like, I got to make it look good or cool or whatever, flashy. Um, I think he does a good job with this, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. He does. He does. I. There are some, I. it's really cool the way that this thing is shot, the way the story moves. <laughs> It's two hours, which nowadays is short for a comic <laughs> book movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, and they have to give you, because like you mentioned, this is not 
Superman or Batman where mainstream everybody knows the background of the character. And Constantine and, and kind of the Hellblazer world, there is lore, there are rules. There's a lot that goes into that world building and they do a really good, he does a really good job of getting you immersed in John Constantine's world. It is, it moves at a clip, this movie. It's two yeah. hours, but it is, it is always moving, like always setting up the next scene or the action beats, even though there isn't a lot of action in this movie for it being a Keanu movie. I mean, there is the action scene at the end, but overall it's more of a thriller in a way, mm -hmm. which I like personally. But yeah, um, as you guys were saying, it's shot very well. Even like all the green screen, all of the green screen stuff still looks really clean overall. You know, like when he's in hell, I'm like, man, this still looks good. Yeah, like really it still good. Looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, like, man, that hell is a hard thing to depict, and they've tried to do it in many, many movies because it's very. Yes. It's an idea. It's it's kind of like we all have a different version of hell or a vision of hell. And I think I read something where he based his version off of like nuclear test footage, which it does have the look of like L.A. after like maybe a nuclear bomb went off, which is right terrifying in its own way. Um, like the Terminator. Yes, it did. It did remind me of Terminator. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like that scene's gonna shit me a Terminator too when she's up against the fence and it's just like yes. pops. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, no, it's like so. So this is a very, to me, it's a scary version of hell. I, yeah, some of the CGI, I mean, it's still good. I think it's still. I can't really, I can't criticize that much. I'm like, but it does look of its time. But I'm like, it still holds up. I've seen way worse CGI and stuff even after this movie. So absolutely, um, I think because they just had that unique vision, they knew what he wanted to show with like what they're showing in hell. That it's like, okay, it's not trying to do all the too demon much. effects are really, really good too. Oh yeah, I love like yeah, like the half demon a head. Look good. It's like nose snarls. Like it's like the mm -hmm. they're they're fucking creepy. Um, yeah, I that opening that little opener where the man in Mexico finds the spear of destiny and then gets immediately hit by a car. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like totally knocks that car out. Of, I mean, it's it looks it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that opening. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> like, how have we gone over an, an over an hour and not talked about the gem of, of Rachel Weisz in this movie? <laughs> it was working my way there. I had to get to Shia first. No, I had uh, to okay, okay, okay. Because uh, yeah. she oh, is one. She's awesome in this movie, and I like the fact that she isn't like a damsel in distress. Really, like. Or she can hold her own, but also gorgeous. <laughs> Good Lord in this movie. And their chemistry is insane. Like they have tension, great tension, tension. <laughs> there is a lot of tension. Uh, what was the part? Oh, you think he's going to lean to like kiss her and then he does it and then gives yeah. her. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of when moments they're getting, where like, when they're getting ready to put her in the bathtub. Yes. Oh, yes. That was the scene. And she like, asked if she should undress. And he's just looking at her and you're like, hot. 
<laughs> Hot. Yeah, and, and, she, and he says, and she asks him, you know, like, John. And he's like, I'm thinking. And, I'm and thinking. then she says his name again. And the way she says it is that very flirtatious, like you're kind mm-hmm. of like you're blushing. It's <laughs> it feels very genuine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they that part you're just like kiss. Come on, get over with us. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> now kiss, now kiss. kiss. <laughs> they, uh, it's funny, yeah, because they don't, they don't uh, really. I mean, they do have ten, like sexual tension, but I feel they don't push it to be like, oh, they have to be love interests. They kind of leave it open ended. Right. And I like what you Which said. I like. Just, yeah, I like that too. It's like it's not super forced and like, but there's something there. And then how she's not a damsel in distress. Even when he tries to leave her in the car and treat her like a damsel in distress, she's like, the fuck? Like, I can handle my... Grabs a you know, gun and goes in there like... She's a cop. She's an yeah, LAPD I'm a cop. Like, I cop. Do, right. Like, uh, I do now, love like, in oh, his God. defense, in this situation, we are dealing with demons. Th- that's true. I true. thought about that. I thought about it too. But I do like they that she's They don't train like... you for that in the police academy. <laughs> but then she shoots a homeboy in the pool... And she's going center mass. Yes. All right. Yes. Every single she's round. She's got training. Center. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. I mean, they're all going she through and he's still moving. But she, I mean, she tries. She tries. Yeah. She can I just handle like herself. She, she refuses to be a damsel in distress because she's in the car yes. like, the fuck? Like, what are you leaving me here for? Absolutely. Like, I'm a cop, you jack. And so she goes in there. And like, even again, I was thinking like, I mean, I'd be on my death. I'm not trained for anything. It's demons. Like, we, none of us have that training <laughs> to go fight demons, you know? Um <laughs> We're not Constantine, but uh, I do. Yeah, I mean, she's great. I was thinking, like, man, I don't feel like I see her in enough stuff these days. I was happy to see her pop up in Black Widow uh, a year or two ago when that came out. Um, but yeah, I was like, man, she's the best. I was like, this is. She's um, great. She's she's and she's got great range. She can do like really dramatic roles. She can do stuff like this. You know, like when she was like in the Mummy ages. Oh, ago. the mu- yeah. Like, I was going to mention do the all sorts of things, <laughs> and I'm always happy to see her. She's really good. So good. I okay. agree. I, I'm sorry it took so long to get to her, but she's great. We all, agree. <laughs> we, all we all agree. I mean, that's the thing with this movie, though, right? Like, yes, Keanu Reeves is a big draw, and Constantine is our protagonist. But there's so many good actors in this, giving so many great performances. Tilda Swinton playing the right. Archangel Gabriel. Genius casting. Genius casting. Yes. She looks. She looks otherworldly. Hmm. She's perfect for it. And she has that androgynous look, which really works for an angel. It's, right. I mean, she's great. Pruitt Taylor Vince. Oh, yeah. As yeah. Yep. Father Hennessy. Tragic. Tragic yes. character. Yes. That scene <sighs> in the convenience store. I was, yes. It, it unnerves <laughs> me every single time I watch it because of how he plays it, where he's smashing open the bottle and the effects oh. on the liquor are so good because. Yes, <laughs> that is a great. That's a great effect. Yeah, it's in the bottle, right? And he's just, dude, he's shaking it over his head, and you're like, "What's going on here?" And then it cuts to the actual footage, and he's drowning himself in booze. I was like, "No, dude, bro, bro, stop! It. It's one of stop my favorite drinking. scenes. It's 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 really good." And as a person with a history of alcoholism, this is like my biggest nightmare. Back when I was still a drunk, like that that need for a drink and to not be able to satisfy it. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, it's like, you know, there's this supernatural reason why he just keeps 
pouring the booze and nothing he thinks nothing's coming out it's amazing I love and it. it's happening at the same time as constantine is telling her like here's what is actually happening that there are the half-breed demons you know but there's also angels at the same time right you see oh the clerk yes. at the liquor store do with his wings pop out and i was like oh snap <laughs> and then Oh, the half-breed demon is Gavin Rosdale from Bush. <laughs> Bush. It's like this he's is not, he's not bad in this movie. No, I... he plays it very smarmy. Yes, I was going to use that word exactly. Very smarmy. Boy can wear smart. a suit. He can wear a yeah. three-piece. He can you wear know? a suit. Looks good to suit. Got that slick back slick hair. Back. He looks. Yeah, he just seems so slimy and yeah, like it's good casting because I was. I remember yeah. the time I was like, the guy from Bush. What are we doing? Like. <laughs> You sink machine weird. head, get out of here. No, I was yeah. like, I, I just thought it was random. But then I'm like, he's good at this. I, he's in he's in less of the movie than I remembered. I forgot early that yeah. he gets taken out. I kind of was like thinking he was the big bad. And I was like, oh, no, that's yeah. not right. He's well, like the, the guy who licks underling. his fingers and makes like that creepy sucking sound next to Keanu's face. Like that's memorable. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> that, uh... He doesn't get a lot of screen time, but when he is on the screen... <laughs> Yeah, no, he's good. I mean, yeah, the Tilda Swinton thing is great. Again, I think till I saw that scene, I was like, oh, right, it's Tilda Swinton, who I don't think I knew from anything when this came out. She was just... I had seen her in some stuff, but nothing. Like, if I saw her now, I'd be like, oh, shit, she's been in everything. Right. <laughs> she's been in so much, like, ever in the yeah. movie, she pops up in. But um, that's great casting. I mean, Simon Hansu. Simon, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna leave Papa him out. Midnight. He's so good. Another guy and, that pops up in everything. Yeah. And he's good in this because he challenges Constantine until he finds out exactly what's going on. And then I love the scene where Shia is making the shells and just the smile on Jaimon's face when he just goes, I'll take him, John. <laughs> yeah. No, he's great. Yeah, it, it, he's he's so fucking he's good in everything, though. He's another actor he who's good in literally everything that he does. I mean, this cast is stacked and we haven't even mentioned who I knew before this, but I didn't know that he was in it as Satan mm. is Peter Stormare. Oh, <laughs> one of my favorite on screen Satan's. <laughs> Maybe the I mean, I, a movie full of great casting choices. Maybe the best casting choice, because. So he has good. to just come in and be Satan. And it's like, he's so weird. Every time I see Peter Stormer, I'm uncomfortable. Like, no, <laughs> maybe a him. lovely man. But every I time he pops up, so much. he makes me, he, there's something, there's a, a, something to him that's like, makes me uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. But yeah, he just comes in with his white suit and his feet. That caught me off guard. Did the white <laughs> suit, I was expecting, oh, the cliche of like black or like red or yeah. red or something. And he comes yeah. in stark stark white with his drippy gooey feet with the gooey <laughs> feet. it's a good well, and the a good white is touch. a great choice because lucifer is a fallen angel so yeah. it works with all you know with that um with that mythology we'll yeah mythology I, I was thinking satan just sees himself as like i deserve a white suit i didn't do anything yeah. wrong you know like lucifer's like yeah I should get a white suit. I don't yeah, wear black all the time. He's got this like giddy, yes. almost giddy, like manic energy. He's very playful with Constantine. He is. Oh, I love it. He's like, it's so when good. he's like, oh, they have the spear of destiny. 
<laughs> and you're just like fucking Peter Starmer. You're amazing. I love you, dude. <laughs> yeah, he makes weird choices in that part that I think are interesting because a lot of people probably just play it as like, like straight evil, but he's not doing. He's doing these weird little things, like the voice you just said. Like, it's just weird little touches that are like, yeah, I bet Lucifer would be like a weird fucking guy. You yeah, know? they like... have this great banter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and it's a... then when Lucifer confronts and puts down Gabriel, like, and then he switches to the very threatening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a great, that quickly, quickly. Yeah. Like he's only in the movie. What under five minutes? Yeah, probably Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> At the end. And you're like, this is a damn good version of Satan. Like he's <laughs> in terms of movie Satan's, he's probably like in the top five, I think. And he's, he's only in my top movie, five. And he's only in the movie for under five minutes. That's just how much he nails this role. Man, I should have asked for top five movie Satans if I thought it better. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> not off the top of your head. It's too hard. There's too many. But uh... Al Pacino. <laughs> well, another, yes. Another fun Keanu movie. Yeah, he's. Vigo in The Prophecy. Mm. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> De Niro in Angel Heart. Yeah, I was going to mention yeah, that one. That one's good. Um, I need one. Tim more. Curry and Legend is technically the devil, right? Is that that's eh, no? Quite. <laughs> okay, we did a whole episode. That I should remember, but I can't remember what we talked about that. Like, I mean, he, but that that is the look. That way, but it's... that is like the iconic look of what I think of the devil is like. Right. Him in Legend is like that. Um, South Park movie Legend or <laughs> the devil now. <laughs> Uh, I have a I have a thing for Satan in film. <laughs> I love all like, this. Like, oh, Dave Grohl in Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's a fun one. <laughs> oh boy, there's a lot of good movie devils. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's one of my favorite this... things. That's why we need more more movies with Satan in it. You know. Yeah, and I mean, if, amongst all those, the Peter Stormer one really stands out as being different than all of those that we just said. Yes. So it's very unique. I remember that's like the he's in the movie in like yeah, so like five minutes probably, and have not forgotten. Did not forget he was in the movie. <laughs> like that one's important. And uh, I was like waiting for a scene too. I was like, oh, here it comes. Here, here it comes, comes Peter Stormer. <laughs> oh, right at the end. Um, and then does uh, Constantine well half of a solid i guess because he's going he's going to heaven but then he's like nope and pull but he pulls cancer out of his lungs so like thanks satan i don't you know it's like like, i was like eh, it's kind of a a, you know who knows there but uh i I do i'm surprised that i don't see that memed more with keanu going toward heaven while giving the finger behind him like such a great i remember that guy huge laugh like get on it theater because It's so good. That whole There's it's a lot yeah, of great visual stuff like that. Um, you know, like Isabel, the twin falling, and you get like this Christ imagery, but the shot looks so great because you're from the vantage mm-hmm. point mm. of the pool watching her fall towards you. You get that scene with Constantine's gonna ascend to heaven, you know, and, and it's really just gorgeous visuals. Or stuff. when Peter Stormare like he walks through the sliding door. Yeah. You know, the glass oh, yeah, door. Yeah. Yes. And it, 
and it blows out super fast and then like slows down to a crawl and he's walking through the glass as like all the individual shards are just going think think and i'm like that is one thing oh, with francis lawrence he can he's he has an eye for visuals like yeah. he's he's strong visually because like he did did he do all four of the hunger games right uh i'm let me check yeah i think i saw the first two on his resume for sure um thought he might have tapped he out <laughs> uh, he did i am legend which i have problems with but still kind of like overall actually <laughs> like, so he he didn't do Oh, the first of the Hunger Games movies. Oh. He did okay. the oh, two, yeah, three, the and four. Three. Who did the first one then? <laughs> now I have to That know. was oh the guy that did Sea Biscuit. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Gary Ross. Gary Ross. Thank you. Yep. Oh, in Pleasantville. Okay. <laughs> huh. He did not know that. Okay. I, um <laughs> I have issues with I Am Legend as well, but again he's got some strong visuals in that. Like all yeah. the cityscapes look great. You know what yeah. I mean? I think I just love that story so much that I've liked every version I've seen of that story. Like just the idea of mm -hmm. somebody being the last guy, uh, basically last guy on earth, uh, and then having to deal with these weird creatures and having to survive. I could watch like just somebody go through a daily routine in that situation of like, you know what they do, how they get through it. Um, but there are some good visuals from him, and it's just the, the so my 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 complaint about Constantine, my one complaint is like, it's kind of an overall bigger complaint is that I do feel like it is trying to get a lot into a two hour movie, which I you know, and I feel like sometimes it is kind of rushing a little bit. It's having to throw a lot of stuff at you, but I think it does that pretty well. Like I the scene when Keanu is telling. Rachel Weiss about all the stuff and they're walking to the car, but there's stuff going on around them. There's tension building because the lights are going out and it builds yes. to something like when they're trying to give exposition, they're trying to give it to you kind of in a way on that the fly like, yes, like mm -hmm. I think James Cameron said about the first Terminator, if you're going to do exposition dump, do it in a car chase. So it's like, if you're going to do exposition dump, do it when something else visually exciting is going on. When the demons are it. coming. Yeah, don't just like sit in a room and talk about it. You know? Yeah, so, like, or like the... we mentioned before, they were all, he, you know, he was talking about what was going on, and we're watching the priest. That yes, yeah, and it's so... and it's illustrating to you what that demonic influence looks like. Yes, and there's even the part when Jaimon Hansu says to uh, Keanu, like, "Angels stay in heaven, demons stay in hell," and Keanu has to say, like, "Come on," or he's like, "You do you tell me that?" Like, it's almost like they're they're saying like. I know why would this character be telling this character about this because he knows that, but he doesn't even reference it. Like, why are you telling me that? Um, so just it, I was thinking daily because by the end I'm like, there's a lot happening in this movie. It's like Keanu's uh, the Gabriel plot coming together, uh, Lucifer showing up, uh, the Rachel Weiss's stuff going on. There's a lot of pieces in play. Um, all those side characters that were killed. <laughs> it's like we met all the side characters; they've been killed. It's it's almost like, and they, I mean, they made a TV series about it later. Um, it does kind of feel like it almost should. I'm not. I'm saying it should be, but it should be a a TV show because there's so much to go through and set up. Right. But yeah, I still like the movie. I'm just saying, like, today I was thinking, like, wow, no, they, I hear you. And I, you know, I know what's going on too. It makes it easier once you've seen it multiple times. But I know people I've seen also complain, like, I can't keep up. By the end, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Constantine. I'm like, I've just seen it a lot, so I kind of can keep up. But uh, 
they got a lot they got a lot to do they have a lot of balls in the air so it's like there's just a lot of moving pieces <laughs> so yeah it was ambitious and tr- yeah and they trimmed a lot out like if you watch the um all the extra scenes you're like on the blu-ray oh, there's a lot cut out like um what's your, uh uh a michelle and monahan is in this movie oh yes mm-hmm. okay she yeah. was a love interest of of constantine in the scenes that are were trimmed from the movie and then you see her in the hospital scene for like a split second as the, the face melts, you're sprinkler. like you're yeah, like she's the one that says holy water you're like it, is yeah. that michelle monahan <laughs> and then yeah. you watch like, here and then you watch line. all the <laughs> scenes and she's in like three or four deleted scenes i think Okay, and I didn't get to watch those. That's I'm glad you <laughs> glad you did because I uh, I couldn't find my Blu-ray. Of this is having me all the time on the show. So I had to watch HBO Max. But uh, but yeah, I think I did read something about yeah. There was a lot trimmed. Like I said, he had that love interest. That's Michelle Monaghan, and I kind of was like, wait, I know that person. <laughs> like that. I was like, oh, why does she have that one line of holy water, and then she's just gone? I was like, that's weird. But that explains it. If she's in a bunch of other scenes and they just cut them all out, I think I heard Francis Lawrence just wanted to be more of a loner. It's, he just kind of was like, I don't want to give him a love interest because I just want to be like more of a lonely guy type thing. Yeah. So they yeah, I appreciate. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that works better for his character. What's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you can kind of feel some things have been kind of trimmed out of the movie. But again, there's still just a lot happening in the movie. But, um, you know, I, I still enjoy it. That was my one. That was our one complaint. Yeah. Like, well, and I think that's fair. There is a lot to cover, especially given that most people in the audience probably haven't read much or any of the source material that it's that inspired it. Like, yeah, there's a lot to do. It's very ambitious. And there is, they have to work in that exposition. And I think they do a good job. But yeah, there's a lot on their plate that they need to kind of work out and and keep the thing moving and keep people moving with the story and i could see where some folks might get lost oh chris were you gonna say something uh it suffers from like the late 90s early aughts of of superhero origin movies where they try and pack in as much as possible in a mm-hmm. short time frame. Like, oh, they're not doing the let's make it a two and a half hour movie. They're like, no, top it at two hours and we're going to get in and out and get as many screenings as we can of this thing. And then we'll, and then I will leave some threads open for a sequel and like this one and all the other superhero movies, we didn't get a sequel. So it's like, in hindsight, I like, I wish it had maybe oh, 10 more minutes of screen time, maybe just, just to let you know, like a few of the scenes breathe. But I mean, I can't complain just because it moves so fast, but there is, there is a lot, as you said. And plus, all the religious stuff. I'm not religious in any way, so I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> like this is. I was, I was like, "Huh?" 
not Catholic, don't know half the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, I do know about the whole Catholic suicide thing where they basically say, if you commit suicide and you're Catholic, that's it, straight to hell. Like, there's no... Well, and there's there's some nuance to that now, actually. Oh, okay. They, I'm glad they softened their stance. Well, I had to re- I researched this for another oh. podcast. Because when I was growing up, yeah, that was the conventional Catholic wisdom. Was it suicides don't go to heaven, suicides go to hell or purgatory or some fucking place. And, and like that, you know, and that was kind of like, you know, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Like right. you're damned. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's this. The mortal sin. sin, right? Is that what they call them? Yeah. Mortal sin. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, that has changed some, apparently I did a little reading that, you know, the Catholic church now recognizes you know factors around mental health and oh. but it, not necessarily yes. a moral failing but that is the conventional wisdom and growing up like you know that's what we were always taught so that's I, definitely i'm glad they've softened up a little bit that's good <laughs> yeah. uh i it, mean yeah it part, takes them yeah you know decades centuries but... <laughs> they come around eventually um <laughs> yeah i mean there's the whole thing with the spear of destiny supposedly yeah kill jesus which I, I right. Nope, yeah. didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, so there's so on on the cross Jesus is cuz the five wounds of Jesus it's like he's got the hands and the feet where he's nailed mm-hmm. and then yes, they spear him in the side. Didn't know that till Constantine. Didn't know until mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, mm-hmm. if you look at a crucifix Mm-hmm. Cause that's a Catholic thing. Other oh, yeah. Christian denominations <laughs> do not put a bleeding Jesus on the cross and then put it in their house, but we do. <laughs> and you, and you can see it if you like look really closely on a crucifix or if it's a big enough one, you can see the, the spear wound <laughs> in his side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That... yeah. <laughs> I'm learning stuff right now. I'm just like taking notes. I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! That yeah, the Catholics seem like so much more hardcore than all the other like, <laughs> like the non-denominational Christian <laughs> things. We're kind of like, oh, I'm just go to church. Oh, here's a picture of Jesus <laughs> on the wall. He looks like Obi Wan Kenobi. It's like some people like... <laughs> would say it's morbid. Uh huh. I say that's what makes it delightful. <laughs> just like the the ritualistic yeah. nature of it. It's and, yeah, like, yeah. The iconography. Um. Like when the demon shows up and they're standing in front of a little, I don't even know what the storefront is exactly, but there's that statue it of the Virgin like, Mary. Yeah, it almost looks it like a pawn shop, like off of like 52nd Street down in LA, right. where like, yeah. like just a chain of pawns, just a chain of just all the same type of store. And you're like, this seems really shady. <laughs> but it's a great backdrop for that scene because it fits that yeah, religious imagery the imagery and, is very like it I gets you in that headspace and how mm-hmm. all like all the lights are going down except for the light at jesus and then he does that badass move with the hand on fire oh yeah, yeah. which apparently watching a video today i learned that he, that little cloth is the fire supposed to be the the shroud of moses or something oh i don't know <laughs> Which I would never. I just thought it was a piece of dirt or something. <laughs> no, it's I don't. It's magical because there's no way you would be believed. burn yeah. your hands if you just set a rag on fire and held it. <laughs> yeah. 
supposed to be another magical. Yeah, they could have explained some of that stuff more. Yeah, he's got, there's all kinds of the cool occult stuff. Like, you know, he's got sigils in his house. He's got a sigil tattooed on his forearms. Yeah, when he does that thing. (laughs) All of that kind of esoteric and magical practices. I live for that shit. Even better (laughs) when you like throw it in the same thing as Catholicism. Yeah. Oh, the Bible and hell thing was was interesting because it has like oh, a I ooze it. on it, oh, you know, like a black yes. or a goo yeah. or this. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, like a black great. oil. I was and like, it's all in Latin. Oh. That okay? <laughs> that that is my one issue with the movie. Oh, uh-huh. I I love Keanu. His Latin sounds like he is struggling. <laughs> that is the one thing with his performance and the entire movie where I'm just like. Bro, it's, <laughs> when he's doing the last rites, yeah, on Gavin Rossdale's character, it sounds like, hey, bro, you could have used one or two more takes, Keanu. Like, <laughs> dude, I love you to death, but it, it is, it is really bad. <laughs> it is my one nitpick of the movie, and I know it's so stupid. It's but so- I, I, I get you though, because you want it when. If someone's chanting in Latin, you kind of want it to sound elegant. Yeah, there's got to be kinda. some some gravitas to it. <laughs> like, and that's the one thing with Keanu is him and accents kind of struggle. I mean, this yeah, I'm this, sure well, this that is will true. come up later. Yeah. All of us love Dracula, but I say, is the castle fall is really bad. I know we did a whole Dracula podcast. I, I think yeah, that was our one thing in the movie was like, listen, we love Keanu. Uh, he's, I mean, yeah, he's miscast, so he can't do the accent, but I weirdly still like him because he's so lost, and I think that works for, like, <laughs> for that character. Yeah, that for character Harker. Dracula is like a real like, kind of lost, kind of oblivious guy, so it weirdly, kind of, just a bad accent, but we're, there was a lot of I mean, bad accents. I, you know who does do Latin pretty well, I think, is Ian McShane in John Wick 3, which I just watched today, when he has to say the whole line yeah. about, like, Parabellum yeah, uh, prepare for war. I was like, he sounds like he just speaks that naturally. That was good. <laughs> like, um, I mean, it is I, Ian McShane, so he might. Who knows? Yeah. He might. I just, well, they I, used to teach it in school. They did. It was a Latin. joke at my school that our Latin teacher was so old he actually was around when they spoke. It's <laughs> like an eighty-something-year-old man <laughs> who still did because people took Latin. Every, like, I'd be like, why? It's a dead language. But it was apparently the one I heard in easy class at my school. But uh, uh oh, nice. I mean, it's still used for like medical stuff right or you know there's some yes. random things it's used for some well, law Latin stuff provides a lot of root words it's true yeah for us so it can help you with your english on some level yeah medical <laughs> stuff legal stuff there's legal a lot stuff, of legal terms a lot of legal stuff latin. yeah oh i think someone also said if you don't want to talk too much in your language class take latin because they don't talk as much because i was in my spanish class having to stand up and speak <laughs> Oh boy, it was brutal. My teacher, I can't believe I told this for, but I don't know. Now you can both. I had a teacher named Miss Bueno from Cuba. She talked about escaping from that Cuba. That was not every- her real name. That was her not name her really real name. really was Bueno, unless she changed it. That was her name, was Mrs. Bueno. And we're all like, really? She was from Cuba. She talked about it every day, how she escaped Castro. It's like, she was like, hated that guy. Um, but yeah, so I'm in the class trying to speak Spanish and bad at it. Like, I'm, I think I'm just bad at languages, but like, She's like getting closer to me and I'm trying to say whatever I'm trying to say. And she's like, 
Mateo, come on. Like, he's like yelling at me. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I like I'm not, I'm not made for this. I can't roll my R's. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just about to break down. I was like, I, I'm <laughs> picturing a full metal jacket situation. <laughs> she was very intense. She was very tiny, but very fierce. Do so... it, do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get, I think I want, what you make me roll my R's on a word? I was like, I literally can't do that. <laughs> it's like, I don't have the capability. Here's what's funny. I'm half Mexican. I can't roll mine either. <laughs> that makes me feel bad. <laughs> you can <laughs> learn. It's just a lot. Of so with me, I used to be able to as a little, little kid, but I said my R's as a wuh sound. Mm. So when all that got fixed in speech therapy, I dropped all the rolling of the R's. It was gotcha. like either or kind of thing. Right. You so now, choice. so now like <laughs> if, if I try to speak Spanish, cause I mean, I know a little bit. It sounds like the whitest thing you've ever heard in your life. And I did it in front of my in front of my wife's family and my dad at the wedding. And they all looked at me like, don't do that ever again. <laughs> like, please no. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stick to my, my mom whiteness. would talk to you. My mom loves when people practice their Spanish with her. It makes her so happy that people. Are I have customers at my work, you know, they'll, they'll like all walk up and I, hello, white and red hair. And they start to speak to me in Spanish. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. No idea what they're saying. I just, I, I, I never really try languages, but I just think I, it's one of those things I've just not, or I have to work really, really hard at it. I don't think I have an ear for languages, honestly, but man, I was. I barely made it through that Spanish. I was like, thank God I got to stop at like Spanish three or whatever. Cause I couldn't, so how's I your couldn't Latin? do it anymore. Hmm? How's your Latin? I'm not great. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. My Spanish was like, don't they ask biblioteca? Like it was like the goofiest white guy Spanish <laughs> ever heard. That's not bad. <laughs> that's not For some bad. reason that was very funny as a teenager learned like a really stupid phrase, like, I think I, me gato SME pantalones, like me cat, my cat is in my pants. <laughs> I thought was the funniest thing. I was like, that'll help me if I'm ever lost in Spanish speaking country. Cause I it was 14 and stupid, you, but they will, will laugh. Not. That's good. I need to break the and tension. That'll endear you to them. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. They'll be like, this guy's no fucking lick his <laughs> Oh boy. I don't know how we got this. Oh, the, the Keanu Latin, right? Yeah, yeah, the Latin. Latin. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. It's okay. okay. I, that's what that's what happened. I derailed show. us big time just by talking about Keanu and his terrible Latin. I, listen, if you listen to the show, you know we go on these tangents, so that's that's totally oh, fine. <laughs> um, trying to think, I forgot how good the opening is with him doing the exorcism. Oh, that exorcism is amazing. I mean, that really stuck me in the movie right away because, like, it's very intense, a little bit scary. Um, I do love there's like horror touches to this without being. I, I mean, I guess you call it, like a horror action. The hybrid or something you know it's it definitely has enough horror imagery but yeah that that scene is so good and i was like what the fuck is he gonna do with this mirror <laughs> and then i love the visual of like oh. throwing it out the demon in the mirror and then just shattering like because yeah did not expect that whole sequence to go down like that but it's when, it's a great he, yeah there's this i'm sorry there's this great touch that tells us so much about the character of john constantine and then also doubles as a way to tell us that something's different about this exorcism. When he walks in, he's smoking that cigarette and he puts, he leaves his lit cigarette on the dresser. He doesn't put it out because presumably 
He's experienced, knowledgeable. He can be finish an exorcism mm-hmm. in the time it takes <laughs> before that cigarette burns out. And it tells you so much about the confidence and the experience of the character. And then the fat, and then he's so bummed when this <laughs> yeah he takes it and he just kind of throws wrong. it on the. He's so and disappointed the, when that cigarette's like gone. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> well, because it never tastes right when you relight it. Oh, Refi cigarettes taste gross. Mm-hmm. And you're, As... you're addicted, so you'll smoke it anyway, but you're not happy about it. <laughs> I haven't had a cigarette in weeks, and I would kill for one of those right now. Okay. Yeah. I'd kill someone for one of those yeah. right now. I mean, you do it because <laughs> it's all you got. Am I got. the only one who's who's never smoked at all? I feel so lame now. I feel so lame. <laughs> no, here, no, here's the story. This will make you feel better about it. Okay. Because <laughs> this is what nicotine addiction looks like. When I was in junior college, I was broke. Like flat broke. I would roll change to buy smokes. But they that was around the time that they were starting to up the prices. The prices were creeping up. It wasn't even at that point the highest that it would get. And so if I ran out of smokes, I would. And I, I worked at a coffee shop, so I wasn't going to have money until after my shift. Mm-hmm. I'd go to class in the morning, and then I'd go to my shift. So I wasn't going to have any cash until 7 o'clock that evening. So what I would do is I would go to all the ashtrays on campus, <laughs> and I would take out cigarette butts wow and i would wow. smoke those nicotine addiction is no joke from what i i just i'm, like, just, <laughs> I'm just nodding along going like been there yeah no oh, shame man. if the, if they were wet like if your cigarettes got wet just dry those suckers out because <laughs> i mean they're yeah, expensive I, least, I know that no do that want not. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what how we much they to... say <laughs> how much they say that uh Constantine smoking 30 cigarettes a day or 15 or she like... said 30 cigarettes a day which would be a pack and a half oh, okay which <laughs> I've been there yeah I used to be can... a two pack a day smoker I, I was and that's what it's like in Afghanistan I was at two packs a day yeah wow yeah I mean I, I can't I'm, I can't remember the story I heard recently but I heard a story recently put into perspective how addictive nicotine was and I was like it changed like I knew it was addictive. Don't get me wrong, but like I can't. I can't remember the story was, but some, I was like, "Holy shit, it's more addictive than I, than I even thought it was." So like, it's gnarly. hearing these stories, I I get it. Yeah, man. As I, someone who is in the process of quitting and I'm on the gum, it is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it seems like, very tough. Yeah. It, it, it... <laughs> but now now you're like constantly in the gum? movie. <laughs> you're chewing, you're chewing the gum like constantly at the end of the movie. So you're yeah. <laughs> And you oh. know, you wish him well. I hope you'll be more <laughs> successful than he probably would be. Cause that gum I'm taste. Con- I'm- <laughs> God, the gum I, taste I... is like utter ass. It is one of the worst but, tasting things. But you can get hooked on that too. I had a friend once that had started using the gum to quit and then 10 years later was still chewing the gum. Oh wow. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, I guess. Oh, please I, no, please no. Ha- happy that my addiction seems to be buying Blu-rays. Is that like that's my like unhealthy? <laughs> I'm like it's only it's five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> do it's better for your health. Although you yeah. should like 
make sure that you anchor those shelves on oh, the they, wall. Don't don't worry, those are All anchored. On I, you. Yeah. They can no, be you know what I do yeah. is is every Tuesday and every Friday I'm on the iTunes store or looking at the five dollar sales. I see. I see you post this a lot. I'm like, yeah, he's. I'm always looking. Now I am looking for more digital sales. I'm always looking for cheap Blu-rays. Like I'm I, like out of room for physical media. So, I, <laughs> dude, I gotta go digital, man. It's tough. It's. I mean, it's bad. Right. I got like stacks around. I had them in bags. I'm like, I gotta. I have no more shelf space. Like they're in random bags around the, in the closet. Like ah, I'm like, which kills me to put them in there. But it's like ah, it's like I, then I see a deal. I'm like, I gotta buy it. It's so cheap. <laughs> Like, so I guess that's my, I'll work on that at some point. They don't make a gun for that one though. That's so that's, that's <laughs> tough. It's just, I need to go broke. That's the problem. Um, I can't, I can't get rid of them though. I can pare them down. Like I have no okay, problem. Well, that's something. Yeah. I'm not hoarding them. Like I can go through and be like, I'm not going to watch it again. Let's put that in the pile. To sell, I got but... rid of um, probably at the start of COVID. I went through and I was like, I'm never watching this again. I'm never watching this again. I go, <laughs> Oh, what was I thinking when I bought this? Just shucking <laughs> all DVDs and Blu-rays in the trash. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, a couple of things about Constantine before I forget. <laughs> that was like, uh, I do love, I love the shotgun cross weapon. Yeah, awesome weapon. Uh, I think I read something that Keanu bought that and gave it to the director uh, Francis Lawrence so that was nice because I would have kept That's that thing beautiful. <laughs> that would be in my he house he does somewhere. stuff like that though in like every movie that he's in he, like, does. he always does stuff for the cast and crew didn't he buy all the like, stunt people on the Matrix movies like motorcycles or something really cool like he does all this yeah hardly like I mean how do you not love this, this world guy? doesn't deserve Keanu Reeves can we just <laughs> it's true say that I, true story for this world. <laughs> true story true story um it's funny you mentioned, yeah, because I thought of this more as an action movie, but watching it today, I'm like, it's really not that much of an action movie. It has action beats, um, but yeah, I mean, and the ending even more is like people just talking stuff out. I mean, he has that scene where he comes in and dumps the holy water on him. And then Hi, kind of, I'm John, and just proceeds <laughs> to start wrecking shop. Which is awesome. It kind of reminds me of the opening of Blade in the club a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. like just killing a bunch of uh you know demons and vampires in blade's case but yeah that seems pretty cool but i was like yeah the, this is weird because the climax of this is like people talking shit out like gabriel comes in and then uh satan comes in they're just kind of like it's not a big blue beam in the sky it's not like some massive fight with like 20 different things going on it's like it's weirdly quiet it's in a hospital it's just it's but it's still very engaging very interesting um yeah, I don't know. I, I really like this movie. You guys, can, I'm not trying to end the conversation, but it was like, uh, I'm not sure what else I would say. But yeah, anything else anybody definitely want to say about Constantine? Um, I really love the score. It is a yeah. good score. I, but just the score, just just like, um, there's always that one beat, you know, like the steady theme of the, uh, mm -hmm. like, or when he's in the streets or whatever, that's really good. Um, there's a there's a few uses of licensed music in the club, and I was like, yeah, this fits. Like all the musical choices yeah. were strong. You know, the score is really really good. Um, I love that perfect circle song they play when he's walking in the club. Uh, passive. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah. great. I've I've been said that song for a long time, and I heard it in this, and I was like, oh, it's used so well in this too. Yeah. Of like walking to a club, and he's seen all this weird you know demon shit basically going on like it's a great um, club scene yeah when he comes in and you're getting all like 
all, all of the eyes people with the mm-hmm. eyes with the demon and the angel eyes and they're doing spooky stuff <laughs> and then when he's coming out and he's having that coughing fit and you get the strobe lights yes yeah as he's like struggling through the crowd it's just mm-hmm. a great sequence i love uh, all we mentioned peter stormare's costume as lucifer but all of the costuming in this is great all of the characters are outfitted in such a way that they look great it tells you something about the character but it's not too cartoonish over the top Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so just to look at like like his his buddy whose name i cannot think of just now that's at the bowling alley beeman is that beeman yeah 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 there you go (laughs) like that guy it's like the way he's outfitted Every it tells you everything you kind of need to know about this character very mm-hmm. quickly, and and it looks great, but it's not too over the top. It's like just right, and there's a lot of that. the uh, The angel costume, the kind of get up at the end that Tilda Swinton is wearing, with all like the laced up, and then like she the has leggings, all the medical bands on her wrists. Yes, yeah, it looks yeah, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> And angelic, but not in like a cheesy. Yeah, not a flowing white robe. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it yeah. It's cool. There's just this movie. There's a lot of attention to detail. There is. There's a lot of like little spooky touches. We branched in the Beeman thing. I was thinking that whole scene's very tense when he's in the bowling night behind like the pins and the fly like comes out of his oh. eye. Oh, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> oh, that I, I have an eye phobia where I'm like, yes. nope. oh, yeah, nope. yeah. I'll stay away from my eyes. <laughs> Um, there's so many now, of course, said that I'm gonna blank on it, but there's a bunch of cool little touches like that, like just cool visual stuff. Like we said, for instance, like he's got an eye for this. Like, um, these music video guys come in and usually do a pretty good job, even if you were to play with the story, whatever. It's like, hey, it, it looks cool, so that's something. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I was say, oh, did everyone watch? Do you watch the one of the first post credit superhero scenes? Is in Constantine, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. It is, yeah. Okay, everyone yep. saw this with, because uh, yeah. I forgot this, I forgot about too, with uh, Chaz, like, I guess, coming back as an angel, which I thought was, I don't know if he'd be in the sequel, if they did a sequel, like, closer when it came, not now, probably, but when they freaking do yeah. it earlier, I imagine he would have had, like, Chaz, his angel buddy, possibly, I don't know, but <laughs> it's interesting. It's an interesting thread to leave there, because um, I kind of didn't know what they're going to do with that scene, even when... Even when it started, I was like, oh, is he going to pay his respects? I was like, oh, right, he's an angel. I completely, like, again, child buff. I forget about it when I I don't watch it all the way through the credits every single time. Yeah, because I didn't watch it this last time only because I remembered it. This time I was literally just going through the credits. Like, is there a post credit scene? I was like, oh, there was a post credit scene. I was, I was just like taking a shot in the dark. And I was like, okay, yes, I kind of remember this now. But um, that would have been interesting because I, yeah, again, maybe it would have been like his angel sidekick i don't know how that would have gone but um uh i was gonna say one more thing but probably did you have did you have more to say i feel like you had something else or no no i don't think so i mean if you let me i could go into (laughs) all the minutia that's not necessary (laughs) it's not i would take you down that rabbit hole and you don't need to go there (laughs) suffice it to say there's just a lot to love about this movie and it's it's kind of one of those things that doesn't come along all the time like we've you know discussed a little bit at the top like 
you just don't see this sort of thing all the time. So cherish it. Yes, I agree. I agree. And hopefully we get counting too at some point. Crossing my fingers. So. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Yeah. I feel like Keanu has that cloud again too, with John Wick being mm -hmm. so popular. I feel like it, I feel like they could go even crazier. I, I honestly feel like it's funny because super movies have kind of gotten so I would say similar for the most part. I don't know. I feel like they could do something pretty different with a part two. I don't know if it'll happen now, but I really would like to see what the, where they would go with it, honestly. So I don't know. We'll keep hoping. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. So anybody else in two before we do top five Keanu Reeves movies? <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. good, man. <laughs> All no, right. We better just get to this. This is going to be... Oh, this, <laughs> this, this is going to be fun. Does, does anybody want to volunteer to go first? It's a challenge. I'll go first. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. You, you and I, just... this is, this is what you and I do. So yeah. I'm, I'm used to it. Do you want to go five to one as usual? Yes. I'll go five to one. Okay. okay. And so I'm going to tell you the strategy that I employed in coming up with this list, this top five. Ooh. <laughs> like we, like we talked about, Keanu's been in a ton of movies. A lot of great movies. There are some films that are some of my favorite films, but Keanu was maybe miscast. So like Dracula, I will tell you right now, did not make my list. <laughs> That's exactly now, what I thought when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula is one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Yeah. Yeah. But in order to come up with a Keanu centric top five, I said, that's not Keanu's movie. Yeah, that's I, Gary I agree. Movie. It's he it's the production design, the set design movie. It's like there's so many other right, uh, exactly. It's, it's Keanu gets yeah. He's not like there's so much else going on that movie. It's hard for him to like really stand out. I mean, the bad accent yes. people make fun of, but yeah, Absolutely. it's not so it's not really his thing. He was employing this strategy. Was I'm not making fun of the accent. Oh no I'm no no, imitating it and all <laughs> yes. of its glory. No, that I wasn't was toward you. That was toward like the general public that has always yeah. made fun of that accent for years. Like I'd heard about that. Transylvania. <laughs> Don't get me Sorry. wrong. It's still Sorry. funny. I I no, I mean, and I love that movie, but that's all I heard about for years was like that he has a bad accent. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, this movie's fucking incredible. Like it's so oh, amazingly yeah, it's well, uh, made. Also, everyone has bad accents in that movie. They He's not the only one. He's not the even Gary Oldman's accent is so over the top. Yeah, yeah. I love the movie, but I mean, right. <laughs> because he's talking like this. And you're like, <laughs> so this is that's what I had to do to get to be able to come up with a top five. I also decided that a couple of the franchises that are in here, I'm not going to put all of those franchise movies because there's that's a couple of these where yeah. I, I would have put more than one, and then that would be mm -hmm. the whole top five. I so... did the same thing. Yeah, I was like, I got to limit okay. myself. <laughs> yes. So that's that's where I'm coming from, folks. So my number five, The Devil Advocate from 1997. Yes. Okay. <laughs> number four, Constantine from 2005. Uh, number three, My Own Private Idaho. Just still never seen. Interesting. Interesting. It's it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> That's what I hear. 
Yeah. But it's it's one that I don't rewatch like I rewatch a lot of other Keanu movies. So I was kind of like on the fence about do I want to like I don't know. It was challenging, but I decided <laughs> no, you know what? It's a excellent movie and it's a really interesting role for Keanu in mm-hmm. my own private Idaho. Number 2, John Wick. And number 1, The Matrix. Mm. <laughs> good no. good list good top five uh, uh, yeah yeah that's that, that is <laughs> that is strong is strong top five i still gotta see my own private idaho because i've heard it's one of his best performances i just heard it's also kind of a heavy movie too so i think i kind of yeah yeah it's heavy yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it off yeah. so yeah but i will get around it's, to it one it's day. heavy and it's it's kind of you know the artsy indie vibe but it's it's excellent and he's really good in it and it's a great role for him it's it's different and and when you think about it comes out in 91 and it's like you know he did bill and ted's in 87 so it's just a a matter of a few years Mm -hmm. he was already showing the range right yeah yeah and this has happened to him throughout his career where people question they always go back to oh he's just a bill and ted guy and it's like okay well yes (laughs) but we can we can cite many examples throughout his career where he showed range. It's about being cast in, in something that's well suited to him, but he does have yeah. range. He can do different things. And he's also willing to not be of the center of attention in a movie. Like yes. On Devil's Advocate, he took a pay cut, massive pay cut oh, to pay for Al Pacino because he's like, I want Al Pacino in this movie. Yes. Like he does stuff like that all the time where he's like, no, 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 no. I don't need any more money. I'll take mm-hmm. as little as possible to spread it out to, you know, to I, all the I, other actors. I appreciate. And I feel like, yeah, Al Pacino definitely takes the the, the front seat in uh, Devil's Advocate counter. It's like, it's fine. I'm, you know, like I know he's like, he is eating scenery. He is like, oh, <laughs> I mean, he, I Pacino and Devil's Advocate is, it's a blast <laughs> to watch. It's so wild. Um, but yeah, that sounds like Keanu in his real life. Like he seems like he doesn't need to be a center of attention in real life or a movie. Um, very nice, all his co-stars and the crew giving like giving the crew stuff. So yeah, he's the best. Uh, so <laughs> that was a good top five. Chris, your top five. I'm curious now. Okay. <laughs> so how I did it was if I had a franchise movie, I only picked one. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have honestly done a top ten. Easy. Oh, having to do a top five is rough because I got like a lot of honorable mentions. <laughs> but oh, oh, my number five is Bill and Ted. One excellent adventure. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That movie was a transformative movie for me. It came out was that eighty seven, right? I believe so. Let me double um, check. Within a year or two, I moved into San Dimas, California. So that movie was oh. <laughs> like uh-huh. a transformative for me, basically. Pardon um, me, 1989. Oh. So, okay. I mo- so I moved into San Dimas in 94? Yeah, 94. And there is a Circle K over by my parents' house. It's not that one. <laughs> uh-huh. I was bummed about that when I moved. When I moved, I was like, wait, there's a show. Is it the Circle K? You know, I, the time it was filmed in Arizona, I was so disappointed. Yeah. Oh. Um, I love the whole, f- I love all three of those movies. 
Um, I but too. I, but I think two is a stronger movie, but one is just so iconic for me. Um, uh, I, so, so my number four is Point Break. Uh, okay. Yeah. It, it came out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, he's he's jacked and he's an action hero. <laughs> I, all right, I'm in. And it's it's iconic for a reason. Um, on my number three is John Wick 3. I think that the action nice. is the strongest in the third one. It does have that part that slows down in the desert that I'm not a huge fan of, but mm-hmm. The whole climax in the hotel at the end my is God. It's... one of the most insane <laughs> incredible. I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh. And it, it gave an opportunity to now the late great and Lance Reddick to kick some ass with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. It was already my favorite. And then we lost <laughs> Lance this week and I'm just yeah. like, now it's definitely my favorite. Um <laughs> Oh, my number two is speed. Okay. Yeah. One of the most oh, simple premises ever. One of the all time great action films ever. That scene where he's on the little trailer thing and he's going underneath the bus still causes me so much anxiety to this day, knowing he was doing it for real because it's Keanu and he's a fucking madman. <laughs> um, and it's got my girl, Sandy Bullock. So, I mean, there you go. And then my number one is The Matrix, part one. Um, I'm, also, but, yeah. I'm also a defender of all The Matrix movies, including The Animatrix. But a number one, that movie blew my fucking mind when it came out. <laughs> it's the only movie other than any of the Star Wars films that I've seen oh, twice in one day. I went immediately oh, wow. after I got out of school. I saw it. I went home. I ate dinner, went straight back to movie theater. I saw it again. It was like, this movie has changed my life. It, it was, was life changing. It, like, yes. <laughs> because I had already seen a lot of Hong Kong cinema already, like all, all of the John Woo stuff. But this was the first time I saw that shit over here. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And just the soundtrack and the story and the style and Keanu being fucking Keanu about it, but it totally fitting with, whoa, it fits. It's not. <laughs> it does. It fits yes. perfectly. He's and great at being Fishburne. like a fish out of water. Like he's great yeah. at being like a guy you drop into a crazy situation because he reacts to it like, like, whoa, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne and Carrie Ann mm. Moss, just everybody in the cast is great. Easily on my number one. Easily my number one. Man. This is very funny. Chris, our top fives are almost exactly the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a couple things flipped around. It's it's crazy. I was like, when you start reading, I was like, it's going to be the same list, isn't it? Because um, the top four, I felt like I kind of had. The fifth spot could have rotated a bunch of things. Like, I have so many honorable mentions, right? <laughs> Damn. Could have put Constantine It hurt my heart there. not to put Bill and Ted's on my top five, but I was like, it, no, it would probably be six for me. It hurt me, me on Constantine because... Ask me any other day, it could have been in my fifth yeah. spot. Right, a lot of stuff circled my fifth spot because it's like I, it, it's yeah. so close. Like, um, you know, like I think right he's actually there. really good in that. I feel like it's a role that people probably wouldn't think of him for is him in the replacements. I feel okay. like it's a right fun, here. Yeah, <laughs> 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 a fun movie. Um, 
Uh, I just watched it recently. Still holds up. Still funny. He's like super charming in it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. So, okay. I, my, my fifth spot is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Cause I was like that, that shows to me, like if I want comedy Keanu, I'd probably go to that. And I feel like the rest of my list is not comedy Keanu. Um, but I think he's very funny in that. Uh, iconic role for him, obviously. Um, maybe to a detriment at some point. Cause everyone's like, Oh, it's like, it's like he can do our stuff guys. So, um, but I still love that movie. Um, my number four is speed. This is very hard. <laughs> my number three was John Wick part two, which Ooh. I think, cause I picked my favorite of the series and I, I, today I watched three though. Holy shit. I was like, maybe I underrated three a little bit when they start blowing boy with shotguns. I just was like giddy. I was like, kicking. <laughs> I was like, Oh, like, there they go. And then it cuts to Ian McShane and he's just sitting there and goes and just cheers. <laughs> like, just, like oh he's got it they're fine yeah oh, they're fine God. it's it's wild like it, i just i think it came up on cult movies with Lindsay and daniel and anthony but i was like guys i'm not a violent person but movie violence is like i was like, <laughs> I, was like I feel very different about the real life violence also not a gun guy in movies though i'm like i'm all about it so but yeah john wick is they're all great it's like i don't his best performance probably is in one but one it, it's like two and three just up the ante so much that it's like you know, they're all great though. Um it's an amazing franchise. It's yeah, one of so my excited it's for become four. one of my I'm favorite like... <laughs> film franchises. I love I it. Ca- I-, I can't wait for this weekend to see four. I'm like just injected into my face. <laughs> I have tickets Thursday night. I was like, I have to go as soon as possible, like after work on Thursday. Like I can't wait. I didn't ask anybody else to go. I'm like, I'm just gonna go. Like I was like, if my friends want to see it, I'm like, I can't wait for you guys. I gotta go see John Wick Four. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go I mean, by myself. I'm not waiting for anybody. I just imagine I'm going to go and a couple of friends like, oh, you went without us? I'm like, I can't play with I'll you guys. I'll go again. Yeah, I'll go again. I was like, I'll be there. For the no, I thing. got the wife now, so I got to go with her. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, at least yeah. she's into seeing that. I feel like, uh, although it's my girlfriend just recently, I told her I was excited about it. And she was like, I've never seen any of them. Should we watch them? And I was like, holy shit. Yes. But she, but then like it kind of didn't happen. I was like, I got to just watch them before the new one comes out. But she at least was up for so it. So she's not hyped, hyped about it. Like she's well, seen the other ones and wants to see this one, you know, but I'm like, babe, and she goes, hey, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll go, we'll go. <laughs> Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen. I know, oh my god, the cast is yeah. I'm so <laughs> I get I get giddy in the action scenes of John Wick movies. Like I am yes. just losing my the mind. The book in the library. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like in the third that. one. <laughs> oh, and Lance Reddick comes in, just takes a shotgun off the shelf, and just armor piercing, and I'm like, oh, they about to fuck <laughs> some shit up. And Keanu's going like this, like shooting him in the neck. Oh my god, good stuff, good stuff. Oh. I like gun fu. I love that. I I do too. I love it. I, I love I love it. it. <laughs> um, my number two is Point Break, movie I absolutely love. I can never. I always. I I can't believe I ever thought it was like it had like a reputation as like a joke for a long time. Like it was kind of like people joked about what a stupid movie it was. Like it's an amazing action movie. It's so entertaining. Like it is so good. Um, I am an FBI agent. agent. Come on. <laughs> still my favorite. Come um, on. <laughs> so good. Swayze's so good in that, too. My God. Um, and I, we all have the same number one. It's The Matrix. I mean, it's in the freaking theme song of, in the theme song of the show. There's a clip from The Matrix. So um, the game game changing, like truly yeah. one of those movies I can point to and be like, that was like completely unique at the time there was anything like it the closest thing i'd seen was like blade for me just because it was like cool people with trench coats that was the closest it was like just that was my old at 11 years old it was like, it's kind of like that but it, it just blew me out of the water 
I walked out of the theater like jumping up and down saying that was the coolest movie I've ever seen. I was like embarrassing myself probably, but I could not contain myself. I was so excited. I remember actually being excited when it was going to premiere on HBO, whatever, like maybe the next year. I was like counting yeah. on the days. I was like, come on. Like, because I knew they play it all the time once they got it. So I was like hyped. For the it HBO. is the reason I bought a DVD player. <laughs> the first movie I ever owned on DVD, and I had stacks of VHSs at the time. The first movie I bought on DVD was The Matrix. That was one of my first ones. I had a good, I think it was my birthday, and we discovered my grandma's computer had a DVD player when like we didn't even hardly know any what that was or anyone had one. We were right. like, wait, grandma, your computer has a DVD player. <laughs> and it was my birthday. We went to Best Buy and I bought the first X-Men movie. Blade and the Matrix. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good day. <laughs> like, um, because yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. So Matrix, I knew that was be number one as soon as I made the list, but everything else yeah. is like really close. Ranking them feels bad. Like putting speed at four, it's like no, it hurts. It's hard. Yeah, it should be a tied for two. It's like they should all be like Point tied break. for because you message me, Matt, and you're like, hey, you know, how about this idea? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I got you. About an hour later, dude, I think I <laughs> I think I sent you a DM. This fucking sucks. Yeah. This is painful right now because I'm having to yes. cut out so many movies that I love. Yeah. Cutting out the movies I love and ranking the other ones. I'm like, this ranking is silly, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. Like yeah, they're all ranking one is always heart. the hardest part for me because it's like there's <laughs> because some I left out that I yeah. Because <laughs> also like he, he does oh, so many roles that that where he's not the lead, but he's still so good. Like yeah. in the gift where he's just evil. One of I think it's one of his strongest roles uh, he's ever done. And he's so good in like his very a uh, small amount of screen time. And then there's parenthood. Yes, which is, I thought about parenthood. That I don't see that as his movie, but he's so fucking good in that movie. The entire time he's on screen, he's either he's making me laugh and then he gets super serious for a minute and then he like shakes it off on screen. He's like, Ugh. it's like <laughs> gold, dude. He's so fucking good in that movie. And then, yeah, are the replacements? It shouldn't work as a movie. It's dude, it's like <laughs> slapstick in a way, but he's so good. And yeah. Gene Ackman's so good in it and they play well off each other. I was like, Oh, Keanu can hold his own with Gene Hackman, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that movie, a quick story. My grandma had a friend whose daughter played one of the cheerleaders in the replacements. It, yeah. And I remember her oh, telling wow. me at the time, this makes more sense now than it did at the time, but she was like, Gene Hackman was super nice. He took all like the extras or like, I maybe like the support, a bunch of people to, to, to lunch. He paid for their lunch and was like really warm and welcoming. And at the time she was like, Keanu didn't really talk to anybody, but knowing what I know about Keanu now, I feel like maybe he was kind of like quiet and reserved, maybe not like not being mean, but just kind of like a quiet guy. But right, kind of keeping to himself. Him. Yeah, keeping yeah. to himself, but not like in a don't talk to me kind of way. Just like, that's what he did. But like now we know more about him and who knows what's going through the time. But it wasn't anything super negative. But at the time I was like, oh no, it's but you know, it was just funny that because Gene Hackman was like always a bad guy to me. So like in movies that I was like, oh, he was the next. <laughs> But, plays a great um, villain you're like lex luther bought <laughs> you lunch but yeah from all everything else you know but keanu seems like a great guy and also I mean, going through that list of movies he's like had these amazing action classics in different decades like he's got point break and speed in the early 90s i know matrix 99 but it feels like it like starts the whole new 
millennium of action movies after that. Yeah. And then he now he has John Wick, which has like all these action movies trying to be John Wick after that came out. And, and he directed a banger. That is Man of Tai Man from Man of Tai Chi. A man okay. of Tai Chi is yes. a legit martial arts movie. Like legit martial arts movie. It's good. I remember watching and, it a long time ago. And he plays a great villain in it. <laughs> yeah. It is. I, I think because I like him so much as a person, it is a little hard for me to watch him as a villain. I mean, I can buy I can he's doing a good job, but it's like hard for me to hate him because I like him so much. Like Neon Demon, he's a real piece of shit. If you ever saw Neon Demon, yeah. Um yeah, I saw it. He's really awful in that, but I'm like. Maybe he's he's committed to it, but I'm just still like I don't want to hate you. But all right, I'll. It's like, it's like it's, I I will see whatever, whatever Keanu wants to do. I'm there. Yeah. For oh, it. I didn't mention my guilty pleasure. I'll embarrass myself. I kind of love the Lake House. I'm gonna say it right now. <laughs> it's got my girl Sandy. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, I got dragged to a theater by my girlfriend and sister at the time. And I was like, Oh God, this chick flick. And then I was like, I'm really into the lake house by the time it was over. I was like, God, I hope they get together. Like, you know, I was like, come on. I was really into the lake. House. I have not, not seen lie. the lake house. <laughs> also, I don't know if you like it, but I'm not <laughs> sure <worth> watch. <laughs> if you guys have seen either of these, but Oh, the two times that he's has done a voice you know, in an animated movie. He's great. In, in toy story four. As oh, the, yes, uh, I love that character. <laughs> like as the, the stunt, stunt toy, yeah. And then he's the highlight of the Super Pets movie because he's Batman. I just and heard he's, that today. He's he's yeah. really funny in it, like really, really funny. And I'm like, fucking Keanu, man, you're just the best. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's oh, incredible. Yeah, if we were doing a top ten, I, I was telling myself when I was putting this together, like this would be so much easier if we were doing a top ten. And then I was like, would it would it be easier if we were doing a top 10? I don't know that it would actually be easier. I think it would be easier, but I don't know. because No, because... To include more franchise sequels at that point. Right, all exactly. four Matrix movies, all three John Wicks, <laughs> all three right. Bill Ted's, and I have one open spot, and I'm like, shit. Exactly. It would, it, it's not easier. There was no way to open this up and make it easier. <laughs> And and not just do a, an entire podcast episode on the the life's work of Keanu. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, this was like Keanu Love Fest, which I appreciate. So it um, is. It's he's great. I mean, yeah. So um, any have a closing thoughts on Constantine, Keanu, anything to wrap up? Okay. I'm. I mean, I think it's really cool how. Keanu's career just continues to surprise and delight. It's like he'll do something like the matrix and it's amazing. And then, you know, he'll, he'll do some other projects and they're great. But then something like John Wick comes around and you're just like, it blows your mind again. I just love that about his body of work and that it spans all of these decades and yeah, i hope that he's going to be a rutger hauer or a max von Sydow, someone that's working well into the winter of their life <laughs> if he wants to i yeah. hope he wants to i and hope, I hope so. they give him the chance to because i will never get sick of never get sick of seeing kian agreed yeah he's <laughs> he he's been one of my favorite actors since I, since I was in junior high, 
on Bill and Ted, where I was just like, dude, this guy is so like, I will watch anything and it. And his career has gone high it's gone low, but he always seems oh, to come back. Like he has an eye for scripts where he's just like, I think this is something special, but also oh, knowing what we know about him, like as an individual, he's so loyal to all the people that he's known all throughout the years. It's why like all the people in the John Wick movies, he's brought in from other franchises that he's worked on because I like this person. I like this person. And he's so humble, even though he's one of the hugest stars ever you know like you hear him and he's always talking about everyone else on set and not him like he doesn't seem to want to talk about what all the work that he's doing but rather everyone else and just the fact that it took it took me a solid oh 24 hours oh to work on my top five oh shows how much i love all of his body of work with all the flaws he hasn't made every single movie's fucking oh my <laughs> god it's a classic he he's made some deaths but he just he keeps yeah. working he keeps hammering out the work and we got he's got oh three franchises or what other actor oh can say that other than oh harrison ford has two right yeah i guess jack ryan doesn't count because he did two of those right that's not really right not really his franchise i wouldn't wouldn't count blade runner because that's it's two films two like oh sam jackson has oh the mcu but that's not really yeah i was gonna say zoe saldana but she's just a big part she's a part of these giants you know mcu especially and then avatar but she is in a couple of the biggest movies of all time but um star trek and star trek i forgot okay maybe she could count so yeah but he's like leading multiple print yeah which is yeah impressive. it's it and then just knowing like you know all the stories and all the memes that you see he rides the subway or he had a flip phone until like a few years ago like the <laughs> dude's just like he's just cool he's just cool and yeah. constantine fucking rocks man i lo- i had so much fun on this rewatch I knew I loved it, but I was just like, man, this is a good fucking movie. And plus, he, he was me like 10 years ago, super angry and chain smoking. So, I mean, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Constantine's good. It was really fun to revisit after all this time because I'm, I'm glad it won the poll because I was I was kind of like, OK. And then it. Yeah. So I hope people enjoyed this because yeah, people voted for it. So hopefully we did a good job. I, I think we did. I think we did a good job. Um, so, yeah, do you guys want to plug stuff? Chris, you want to plug people could follow you or podcast you might be on soon? Um, I don't, I don't have any spots on the books. I'm always open at a guest spot. Um, oh, Matt, thank you so much oh, for working with my schedule, you know, the last two times or whatever. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at gingerdome81. Uh, I, I haven't been as active lately. I'm just I'm tired all the time, guys. I'm I yeah, I get it. I get I'm working like crazy, but then like oh, right before the wedding, I put on a little bit of weight, you know, like in the midsection. So I gotta or have to trim that, you know, because I'm trying to catch Liam O'Donnell and it just ain't working because the dude's just this do this tree trunk with legs. It's very annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying. And then I got Andy Gorham going, Yeah, dude, man, I did this workout today and this workout today, and I'm just like, I did an hour and I'm dead. I hate you both. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, I, I I see all you guys on Twitter. I'm like, I should work out, but then I'm like, eh. <laughs> Have you seen Andy Gorham, dude? He's like six three, and his arms are like the size of my head. 
It's very sad. He's yeah. I, I well, I saw him like we did a podcast. He was sitting down, so I didn't really see. He didn't stand up. I didn't see like I don't think I've seen any picture of him like just fully like just like his face. So I don't know if I got the whole picture he, yet. <laughs> he's an ant out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh well. I don't know. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to pay more attention. <laughs> like, I don't think he was that tall either. So, yeah, okay. Dude, he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, wow. Well, he's, he's very humble big, about all that. He's a big, he's a big boy. <laughs> or he's going to hear this, dude, and he's going to text me, right? I'm, just really, <laughs> I'm not a tree. I'm not that big. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this... <laughs> I love you, Andy. <laughs> oh boy all right carmelita do you want to plug anything any upcoming shows this should be out next week so it should be out pretty soon so uh is there anything there's some things that'll be coming soon ish <laughs> uh-huh. but the easiest thing to do is just to follow me on twitter i'm also on letterbox same handle for both at carmelita says I hope people are following both of you at this point. I feel like they should be. So, uh, well, thank you both for being here. This was so much fun. It's a good oh, time. Dude, it's a blast. Thank you for having me. And oh, thank you. I got to do a show with Carmelita. Yay! Yes, I'm glad you guys got to meet. I, I like people having podcasts together or met at all get to do a show together. So it that's is. always fun. It's fun. Um, so, oh yeah, what's our stuff? Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, yeah, where can they follow you? Every time I'm like, what am I doing? Um, you can follow the podcast. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter at Film Feast Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Maple87. Uh, me and the podcast on Instagram, Film Feast, all one word. And that's it. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.